Right, we're ready then. Yeah. Okay. Till the end. Already. Shall I hit the theme tune now? Uh, well, is my voice okay here? Do I sound all right? You sound all right to me. Um, shall I go close? I can't really hear myself. I thought you said you could hear everything fine. I can hear you and the music, but I can't. Oh, ooh. Can you hear that? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, then. Are we ready? Yeah. Shall I hit it? Yes. We need to change wow, it. It's wow, so wow, bad. Wow. It's terrible, isn't it? I'm sick of it now. What a shit thing. It was, it was alright when we first started, but. Hello, and oh. welcome to episode 20 of Who Can Convince You? I'm Harry. Good evening. Oh, that's mine. Ah, I knew you were going to do it. Good evening. How are you? Mm. What's your name? Luke. Luke. We haven't done that in a long time. Have we not? No. Well, you know, we've. Had, I you don't, don't even we... ask how I'm doing anymore. Well, I was just going to ask you that. Don't. How are you? I'm all right. E3 yes. week's done. Yeah. What was your favourite announcement? Oh, it, all of them. I don't know. <laughs> all of them. What's it? What is E3? So. <laughs> He's sitting down. It's just a. It used to be a massive gaming thing, but it's not so much anymore. It's still pretty. Is big, it like though. Music Messer? A uh, Nam. For like when all of the manufacturers show off what they're going to be releasing next year. Or yeah, like, sure. Like yeah. That, yeah. Or yeah. like what the prison systems in America do. Well, like they have a convention. And oh. They show off all their new uh, locks and bouncy castles. Um. So, my favourite announcement was Flight Simulator. Uh, yeah. That's it. Oh, well done you. There we are. Oh, well, I'm sure you'll look forward to that and then you'll be flying everywhere. Broughton. <laughs> like you said last week, <laughs> Straight Broughton to, Bro- to Blackpool. Yeah, don't care about anything else. There you go. All right, then. Well, how thrilling. Have you got a favourite loaf? Yes. What is your favourite brand? 50-50. No crusts. Brand. I only know Warburton's. Is that it? Yeah. I'm not very cultured. Or there is this one bread I had once. Is there? Yeah. Th- yeah, there was. <laughs> <laughs> one piece of bread. And it was called Harold's Special Loaf. Oh, the loaf that I baked. Oh, did you make it? Yeah. Oh, no. Was it a good loaf? That is all right, yeah. I've recently discovered... Now, I think... Mm. That this company only supplies in North Wales. Oh. So I think everybody will be like, who are they? Village Bakery. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do know them. Tell you what. At the um, garage. When, yeah, do you remember when they had that big fire on the industrial estate? No. The whole factory burned down. Actually, was that in like 2017, 16, 15? Ooh, probably like the start of lockdown, I reckon. Oh, shit, okay. I think so. Well, I thought... <laughs> 
I th- <laughs> I thought uh, some kind of village place. Right, you know the garage in Leeswood. Yes. On you know, th- you're going through Leeswood. It's the Green Londis yes. garage. I do know that garage. Now, for some reason, they specialise in like area. The areas mm. food. Mm. No. Mm. So they got nice pastries, nice farm bread. They got farm bread. Yeah, they got wrap, fresh wrapped, you know, wraps and stuff like that. All mm. you know, two pound thirty. So it's not ridiculous. But um and they got nice yogurts. However, Ooh. something happens. Are they Calon what is it is it Calon yogurts? They've they've hit it big time. Yeah. You you can find them in Tesco now. But when they wanna do fruity yogurts, they think, Oh, here's the teeth going. Oh, oh. Yeah, so you're gonna to have to chew these. Whoa, yeah, thick, thick with especially the cherry one. Ooh. Big, thick plums in there. What are your thoughts on bits in yogurts? I like bits. That's what I'm there for, really. I'm a strong. I'm really against it. What I like to do is is eat the yogurt, right? But if there's a big cherry in there, keep all of them up in my gum. I thought you were gonna so, squeeze the bits through your teeth. I do that. No, no I'm not a fan <laughs> of that. But I keep them all up there. So when I finish my yogurt, I'm like, oh. But then I've got lots of cherries to eat then in my gums. Well, that's nice. Mm. Picking them out later on. Mm. I'm not a fan of bitty orange juice, though. Oh, no. Smooth. No, I, I can't have orange juice because it gives me palpitations. I'm not a fan of orange juice because I get a horrendous amount of acid reflux <laughs> that churns its way up my throat and makes me feel very ill. But... I am actually a fan of bits in orange juice. I lied. I'm just not a fan of orange juice in within itself. <laughs> orange juice within itself. Yes. Oh, very nice too. Any idea? I'd like the listeners to uh, reply to this. Any idea why I get palpitations when I have orange juice? Does anyone care? Well, I do. Because I, I do quite like the taste of orange juice, but oh. I feel like I'm about to die when oh. I'm having it. Um, I think it's referred to... Uh, what is that? Perhaps my cholesterol is just, like, horrendous. You do like your bacon. <laughs> well, that brings us on to a, a topic. Well, hang on. Oh, go on. <laughs> what is it called? Oh, Heartburn City. That's what they call mm. orange juice. What's this about bacon? Right. Are so you a crispy bacon man? Are you a sluggy... Burnt, I am. No. Mm. On the verge. I like to take the fat off. On the verge out. of cremation. Mm. I'm Loskva. What's this on cremation? Uh, so, I put a poll on Twitter. I was cooking some bacon, and I wondered, like every day usually, yeah, <laughs> morning and night, and uh, and I had a ration in the morning, ration <laughs> <laughs> and um, I wondered how our listeners prefer their bacon if they are meat inclined, of course. Mm. So I put bacon. How Fuck. do you like it? This topic needs discussing. On the podcast. Right. There's been 11 votes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. There's been 11 votes. Yeah. The two choices were yep. fried and uh, grilled. Uh, I'm firmly in the grilled camp as of about nine months ago. You I'm grill your say. sausages as well. I don't. You put them in the oven. Yeah. No, I'm not fan of that. Um, so I would like to know what camp you're in. Well, grill I'd or like fried. to start off. Is saying I'm more of a slongy sausage myself. I'm not a fan of like your face. I'm not a fan of greasy, quite harsh bacon. It's quite harsh on the tongue, mm. you know. Um, 
so I'm more of a sausage man. I like to see how much I can fit in one bite. Um, take from that what you will. Yes. Um, <laughs> Just gonna have a sip of me tea. I don't even know what that means, really, but it's funny. Um, I right. So if I have to have the fat on, if you're a fat on man, um, I like it quite loose. You know, quite you know, cooked, but not. I don't know what you're saying right now. Right. I, I'm hearing all these okay. words, but let me tell you a little story. Do you like your bacon let fried? Let me tell or you a little story. So what? So way back when, this was in primary school. I love it when you do that and you sort of you carry you'd go. Oh, yeah, let me tell you a story. When way back when, just stay in one place. Start getting cut out, is it? Yeah. So let me tell you a story then. <laughs> um, so this is way back in primary school, way way back, and uh, it was I think it was. Uh, Christmas dinner and as always I was alone on my table and <laughs> I was digging into my dinner he eats with his hands <laughs> no but I, I saw a big stringy piece of bacon now this bacon Christmas dinner yeah I, it must have it was an event would it would it be Lent Probably was it the not. day that the, the village took the pigs to the slaughter and you had that festival yes yes uh, what's it called Oh, um, oink day. Uh, yeah, or kill your pig day. Um, goes way Just back. Just took a dark turn, that did, didn't it? Um, they like to skin them alive. They don't anymore. But skin what, the pigs? Yeah, before. Right. Because they think it like roughens up the meat, but they're nice and tender. Well, you, you don't really get any fa- Okay. Um, <clears throat> but they don't do that anymore because, you know, it's not good for the pig. It's all right, kill them, though. Now, Fucking hell, yeah. Um, but, so I take this be- piece of bacon and I put it in my gob. Right, and I'm thinking, you know, right, the world's not all that bad. I'm eating bacon. Now, this bacon was like cardboard, which is usually fine, but the the fat was like uh, You know... Was it like a jelly worm? <laughs> you know the aliens you get from Butlins? That, I've never been to Butlins. Well, you know the aliens that you get in those little eggs and they're covered in jelly? Yes. And they release like pregnant versions. Never understood that. Or that you could grow in water. I don't think it was real, but. Well, I'm assuming they weren't selling off pregnant aliens for like two quid. No, but like the the pregnant aliens had like a little like belly button. And I thought you're supposed to put the goo in the belly button and just wait a couple days, but nothing ever happened, so I threw it out the window. Anyway, so I go to eat this, and it goes down alright, I guess. And then, oh, the fat gets stuck in my throat. And I'm shitting myself. My eyes are watering up, and I'm looking around, and you know, because I'm a fat, because I'm a fat ass, I get extras, don't I? So everyone's already gone. They're outside playing. I'm like, oh, more bacon, um, and there's no one there to help. Right. Luckily, I cough it up, and I said, no, no, I didn't. I pulled, got my fingers down the back Jesus of my throat, and pulled Christ. the fat out, and ever since then, it hasn't really affected me. I'm all right with the fat oh, stuff. Oh, there like you that. go. So, how do you think the vote turned out? Fried and grilled, eleven votes. Are you fried or grilled? Can you just answer that one question? Let me tell you. No, just answer that question. Fried. Right. How do you think? There's the more vote... than one way to. I mean, you know, my do... dad <sighs> is a microwave man. No, he isn't. Yes, he is. Microwaves is bacon. Yeah, that's disgusting. Honestly, he says it's nicer. Honestly, no, it isn't nicer. Message him. He says it's nicer. I'm going to message him now. You message him. That call him. I'm not calling him. Calling him. Go on, you call him. I'll call him. Where's my phone. Oh, my phone. I'll try. My phone's downstairs. Call him. 
Call him. I'm phoning him now. Mm-hmm. Here he comes. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. oh my god. Is he gonna answer? Gripping this, isn't it? Might be having a bat outside. Oh, hello. Who's in the shed? Hi up. Oh, it's Fooey. Hello. Um, how are you doing? I'm all right. We're um recording a podcast, right? And I need to ask. Well, I'll ask all of you actually. So, pardon. So you bacon, right? You bacon. How do how do you cook? What? How do you cook your bacon? How do you like to cook your bacon? How do you like to cook your bacon? How do you like to cook it? Yeah. Just answer it. Justin acting cool because his friends are there. Yeah, how do you want it cooked though? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Do you want it fried? Grilled? Yeah. Fried or grilled? <laughs> do you want it fr- do you like your bacon fried or grilled no why don't you just answer the question do you like your bacon how would you if you had a packet of bacon now how would you cook it you said microwave to me Right. You said it was nicer in the microwave. Yeah. You, you said it was nicer in the microwave. Yeah. Yeah. It gets all that water out. Yeah. Alright. Just wondering. It's Harold did a poll or something. I think it's a load of rubbish. It's downstairs. It's on its way. It's on its way later on. Yeah, you know, it's not. You're not having it until Sunday. You're not having it till Sunday, though. He said because he's a little shit. The meat man. Meat man. The meat man. Oh yeah. What do you mean I'm not going to get it till Monday? Sunday. Of next week. Because it's Father's Day. It's a Father's Day present. Bring the capacitor tonight. (laughs) Yeah, I'll bring it home, but you're not having any. Right, we'll stay here then. Yeah. You have to wait until you see what you got. Can I go now? Yeah. All right. Then. Well, you enjoy your night. Well. Thanks for helping out. Bye. Anyway, it's nice All to right see then. you. It's nice to see you. Is he gone? Is he oh, gone? Still there? Oh, is he going? Yeah. Bye. 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 Young up. God awful. <sighs> God awful. You know when you just want a quick... I didn't know he was going to be pissed. <laughs>
That took a hell of a long time just to get an answer out of him. Yeah. It was all, you can see where he gets it from, though. I thought it was a where trick question. Right. What do you reckon the listeners voted? Stress me out. 11 votes. Fried or grilled? What do I think they voted? Yes. What do you think came out top? I reckon... Fried. Grilled. Because everyone's, you know, conscious about the healthy days for some reason. Fried... Grilled. 36.4%. Rest my case. Grilled is 63.6%. Rest my case. Got a couple of comments. Oh. Uh, Mark Cockrum says, grilled, nice and crispy. No, well, Mark would say that, wouldn't he? Well, he has been known. Um, I thought there was another one. Has Keith said anything? Keith hasn't said anything. I reckon bacon is a big no-no from Keith. Big no-no. I don't know. Um, neither the time nor the space podcast they said you're opening a Pandora's box with this last year I said the crusty end of the bread loaf was the best bit and just got abuse for weeks oh come on guys don't get me started on on uh, the time I said penne was the worst pasta now I don't like pasta so I can't comment there no I quite like pasta but I do agree that the end of a French stick I said French, French dick I said French dick then instead of French Stick, yeah, is the best bit. French stick, what's yeah. that? Like a what do you call it? Baguette. A baton of bread, baguette. a baguette, Fucking hell. a baton of bread, a baton. Um, so yeah, there we go. That's uh, that's the bacon talk. Is that it? Yeah, you didn't, you didn't really say anything about bacon, you just said what you like. I'm assuming it. from Twitter that Scotland have won the ball foots, right? Don't that, know. I don't know what that means. Jim from the Crinod podcast says composure needed. Adams, what does that mean? Don't know. Oh, I don't. Do Is it any a footballer? The, I don't do any of the foosball. A reality check for England, says Jim. Is this a football podcast now? Oh, should we get into politics? <laughs> oh, I was going to bring something up, and I can't remember what it was. Probably something about Doctor Who. <laughs> I would have thought so. So, <laughs> I tell you what, should we... Would you like a quiz? Yeah. All right, then. Go, 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 oh, yeah, you don't have to sing, do you? Do, 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 mm. I always stop it. But... I, I know, it. yeah, it feels a little bit too long, though. No, I like it. We'll shorten it. I don't give a crap. Right. Don't listen to it, then. Skip ahead. Have you got your, have you got your, uh, your dock open? Okay. Wow, that does not say what you think it says. Are you ready for this? No. These, I've, I'm going back into my past here. I've got four items here for you. Mm. These are high-value Doctor Who items from eBay. High-value. Price high to low. You're telling me you put this on your van. Price high to low. Right. Are you ready for the first yeah. item? Mm. Item A is a Dalek number plate. Hang on. Hang on. Item B is the clapperboard oh, that's cool. from the 11th hour. Oh. Item uh, C. 11th hour, what's that one? The first Matt Smith story. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm all right. Item C is a police box container and 207 Doctor Who Battles in Time cards. Did you see any old dress? 
I didn't. Yeah, I've already bought one of these. I don't want to Item D is a <laughs> Doctor Who themed postcard of the Flesh people from the Rebel Flesh. Who would make that? It looks awful. It's so, funny, though. Let's talk our way through the Imagine items. Imagine that coming for your letterbox. Horrendous. So item A yep. is a Dalek number plate. And by that, I mean it is a personalised number plate, UK. But it says the word Dalek. So I think it's D-A-11-E-K-S. So if you commit any crime, you're dead easy to catch. Yes. So that is a Dalek's number plate. Thoughts? Would you, would you have that in your van? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's bad enough telling people I've got a podcast. Oh. There you go. Uh, item right. B, yeah. the clapperboard from the 11th hour? Not asked. Not asked? Really not asked. I mean, you could do that with any clapperboard and say it's a thing. I suppose. Uh, item C is the police box and the do- uh, Doctor Who Battles in Time It cards. looks very weathered. It does look weathered, it and like I would like to can add... Can I speak? Can I just add something? Can I just speak? I would like to add something about the condition well, w- of the item. I was just going to comment on the condition of the item. Go on. Do you know what's wrong with it? Yes. What is wrong with it? It looks bowed and and it looks like it's been sitting in the sun for a while. Incorrect. Right. The light is missing on the top. I've got the light on my one. <laughs> and then the postcard is just a postcard. Right. With a picture of the right, so ganger. The least viable one is the postcard, then it's the TARDIS, and then it's uh, the clapperboard, and then it's the license plate. You've done it in the other way. Yeah. Highest to lowest, please. Oh my God. Literally, you've done it already in order. In that order? Yeah. Daleks first is the highest, then clapperboard, then police box, and then postcard. How do you think you've done? Perfect. Bang on. Yeah. Fucking bang on. I know. Would you like to... Should we play some uh, Guess the Prices now? Yeah. How much for the number plate? Um, about £1,500. £4,500. You can buy a TARDIS for that. Clapperboard. Uh, £350. £1,505.27. What are you going to do with that? Clap it. Police box and battles in time cards. Uh, from the condition and all the cards, I'm going to say £16. £1,495. No, it's not. It is. Why? I have no idea. Literally, why? Can can you send me a link to that? I can find it for you in a bit. I bought that uh, for... And it had loads of cards in it. Get it on eBay. Get it on eBay. I think it's a complete collection. Even that. Like, I've seen a complete collection of Battles of Times, plus the tester cards. Yeah. And the two Golden Roses test version and normal version all framed in like seven frames for like 1100 right why the fuck would you ever buy that so that and, pissed me off that and then the last one is the postcard 50p pound <laughs> <laughs> it looks awful so uh, did yeah. you buy me anything or because I've bought you I'll get you the postcard if you like Everything else is a little bit steep at I the minute. I think it's one of those where you don't really want to put it anywhere because you know it's just going to look at you. Mm. It's funny, though. Ah, well. Ah, well. Did you enjoy your quiz? It was all right, yeah. It was all right, man. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in that police box because I have no idea why it's that much. Well, I, I will have a look for it. Now? Well, not now, no. Why can't you do it now? Because we're recording a podcast. It never stopped us before. No. <laughs> Can you do it now, please? Oh, for God's sake. Once it's done, it's done. It's out of the way, then. I don't know. Once it's done, it's done. You can sleep on. I just want to get this done. Why? 
She's going to stay forever now. Yes. Very cynical time. I just want to get this over and done with. Sometimes. Doctor Who. Sometimes I think you don't even want a podcast. Doctor Who. Highest to lowest. We're higher in now. (laughs) Where is it? Right, there it is. Let's have a look. See, it's not the complete collection because there's only 207 cards. Right. So that's bollocks. Okay. It's not, Just please remember, it's not me that is selling this. Oh, my God. Good grief. They're all, there's not one even super rare in there. It's just common cards and rares for £1,495. That's crazy. Who is this guy? 100% positive feedback as well. What else has he sold and ripped people off with? Don't even give a shit. That's insane. He needs to do his market research. What a dick. Alright then. I'm glad I know. I'm glad I sold that. Should we start the story? You've not got any stories for us this week. Uh, we've been talking about bacon for... A while? How long? I don't know. Should we start? Who can convince you? Who can convince you? Wow! Wow! Get down the city! Is it? Is it my turn to go first this week? Oh, yeah, it is. That okay. Sucks, isn't it? So the story that I've chosen is the seeds of death. From season six, serial five, aired from the 25th of January to the 1st of March, 1969. Written by Brian Hales, whose hair and beard look like they can come off in one piece. Oh yeah, he's like a little Lego man. Isn't he? Uh, And probably mostly written by Uncle Terry. Terry Dix. Directed by Michael Ferguson. Is that Terry Richards or just Terry Dix? Terence Dix. Directed by Michael Ferguson, produced by Peter Bryant, and music by Dudley Simpson. It is six episodes long. Uncle Dud. Would you like a synopsis? You got something sticky on your floor. Yes, please. The TARDIS lands in a space museum on Earth in the late 21st century, where the second Doctor, Jamie and Zoe, learn that contact has been lost between the Earth and the Moon. In this era... Instant travel, TMAT, has revolutionised the Earth. Its people have lost interest in space travel. The Doctor and his companions travel to the Moon in an old-style rocket and reach the Moon Base, control centre for TMAT, only to find a squad of ice warriors have commandeered the base and plan to use TMAT network to their advantage. The TMAT network. There you go, you have to fuck up somewhere. Right. Overall impressions before we dive in. First two episodes, bit dull. Everything after that, action-packed. We see a lot of running. We see a lot of fighting. We see a lot of lizards. And we hear a lot of... A lot. And you know what? It was all right, yeah. Action-packed. Good. Was it rated age 18? Maybe. Possibly. So... 
I've done a bit more of a chunky breakdown of each of these episodes. A chunky chip breakdown. So I thought, as I talk, as I make my way through, any points that you'd like to talk about, feel free to butt in. You're going to get so annoyed by me butting in. So episode one. Can I stop you there? So episode one mm. opens with that gorgeous Dudley Simpson Seeds of Death theme. I think it's brilliant. It's probably my favourite Dudley Simpson score. There is a track like that I'm trying to think of. Oh, it doesn't matter. Go on. Uh, a vem- uh, then for me, a very memorable computer voice is shouting out oh. the status of orders. Rolling his R's again. All yeah. the robots roll their R's and Dr. Who. I think the voice is fantastic. Mm. Very memorable. Mm. This is a very memorable story for me. I had this on video when I wore it. At- um, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, Soddy. Mm. <laughs> so T-Mat has messed up oh. and the Moscow shipment has ended up in Canberra. Mm. But the foxy Miss Kelly and Brent... Who is uh, Brent? Is one of the astronauts in Ambassadors of Death? Right, another favourite story of mine. Uh, they're going to sort it. It's be fine. It's right. all right. Don't worry about the shipment. Hey, the shipment hasn't made it, but the, the, Miss Kelly and Brent they'll sort it. I struggle saying that. What shipment? Shipment. You got to get the P in there, or is it a shipment? Uh. It's very easy to say that. And then, just as all of this is all going on, uh. Sex Pest Osgood. Played by Harry Toome. He's in Terror of the Autons. Mm. And I probably know him best from, I think it's Carry On at Your Convenience, mm. where they're in the pictures and they're watching a, a nudie. And he plays like this doctor. Can't remember if he's got an Irish accent or an American accent. The female body. And then the oh. male body. <laughs> brilliant. Uh, and then he arrives. Uh, and then gets tea matted away with a kiss oh. to Miss Kelly. Oh. I knew what I was You'd in just for get the that. instant sack now, mm. wouldn't you? Oh. What has the world come to? Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, Fusion is then getting ripped a new one for being a drip on the moon. Oh. It just. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, before stuntman <laughs> Alan Chunts screams. So, as soon as we see Alan Chunts, we know that there's something is about to go on, because there's no reason why a stuntman would be acting. Just, no. he's there. When an ice warrior appears and kills him, mm. what do you think of the gun effect? Oh, I like the effects <laughs> in this. Yeah. Is it overused? Hell yeah, but everything's overused in like, Doctor Who. So. Yeah. I think it's great. I, I love it. It's very memorable. It's very fresh. Mm, like a ripe, very like a ripe apple. Like uh, a ripe apple. Mm. Sometimes it's a bit too ripe and it makes Maybe. your teeth all dry. Yeah, you can lick it, but it won't work. Osgood then breaks the communication device with a very awkward smile, uh, and the Ice Warriors kill him. Good. We then meet the TARDIS team, wearing the clothes that they wore in the Crotons, and they see an obvious model rocket on the scanner. Then a spacesuit from the tenth planet, which I think is the same one that they used in Star Wars for one of the aliens. The spacesuit out of the tenth planet story. Yeah. 
is used as like this. I can't think of what it is. I'm not very clued in on Star Wars. I don't know Star Wars. But it's like an alien with a fish's head, I think. It's a bunch of men fighting with their things. Uh, and it turns out we're in the Space Museum. Mm. Not the one that the All the Time and Space podcast have just done. It's hey? not the story, the Space Museum. We're in a Space Museum. A and not, not the Space Museum out of the other Trouton story we did. Oh, the Dominators. Yeah, where well, he also mm. exploded... Um, you know, people at the end, and did it with glee on his face. Maybe. Uh, the Dominators, that was it, yeah. The Doctor and Jamie get a big one joke in when they look at the rocket, and yeah. Jamie says, look at the size of that. Again, with this. This is a big one. Oh. Uh, before a gun is pulled on them. So then there's, we see the main sort of ice warrior called Sla, who's... He's an ice lord, but it's never referred to as an ice lord. Is this the one that looks different? Yes. All right. Uh, tells Fushim to get the team at working again. No. Yeah. And then back on Earth, Kelly and Brent and the Commander Radner discuss the rocket to get Kelly's to the Kelly's a miserable cow. She is miserable. <laughs> She's miserable. So they discuss the rocket to get them to the moon to fix T-Mat. Oh. Eldred is then roasting the TARDIS team for being in the museum, but the Doctor talks him round, and we get the explanation about no one really remembering how to travel in space or anything. Right. I don't buy this. And how the TARDIS can't go in short, you know, well, can't go to the moon and back. Too short. I suppose it's an easy get-out for the Doctor not being able to pilot it properly, and... He just wants to just interfere yeah. rather than use the TARDIS. Um, uh, I, I don't buy that. And You know what? I don't buy that for one second. Well, just, you know, how did they get T-Mat on the moon with, without T-Mat? Why don't you buy, sorry? That, that, like, there's no other space travel, that's it. There's bollocks. There's no way that we get into well, space Well, they anymore. dug themselves into a hole there, didn't they? They did an old well, Stephen Moffat. It just... It, it, it makes no sense. Why would you only have one way? I suppose we've only got one way, really, to get into space, but do you know what I mean? Like, this far in the future, you've got these little beamy boxes. Yeah. Well, what if they go wrong? How are you going to get up there? Oh, no. I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. Assholes. Uh, Commander Radner and Miss Kelly arrive and try and convince Eldred about using the rocket to fix his team map. Back on the moon, the ice also, war... Go on. There's only one team map machine in the world. No. Why didn't you just go to another one then and use that? Because the one on the moon was broken. No, the whole the system is broke. Right, okay. Do, have you watched this? Not really. Back on the moon, the Ice Warriors try to find the workers contacting Earth and spy their asses, killing one of them. Mm. End of episode one. No. Episode two mm. opens with a shot of the moon and the Earth. Or wow. the Earth and the moon. Nice what do you shot. think of the model work in this? It's all right, that yeah. I think it's great. I really like it, especially that shot. They I get like, the money were out of it. Like it's very experimental. Mm. Very experimental, especially with its lighting and blocking. Mm. You were there when I said that shot was fucking lovely. Do you remember it? I think it was episode three, Goodness. where Commander Radner stood in the doorway. Yeah, looks like a limp. Yeah, he look. He looks. He looks like he needs to go to bed. Yeah, he's had enough. But he's in the doorway, and it's a, it's like a, it's over the shoulder, but it's a very wide shot at the same mm, time. It's lovely. Oh, it's gorgeous, and he's central to the camera. Oh, it's lovely. 
I want more of that, please. More, please. You don't see that those kind of shots in uh, in New Who. No. Lovely. Well, we'll find that out in a bit. Uh, so I can guarantee you, you don't. <laughs> in my episode, anyway. So I've I, gone in depth with mine. Have you? With yeah, because I've finally figured figured out why it looks and plays out so shit for me. Right. Shall we move on to that? Actually, episode two opens with a different model shot to episode one, and the cliffhanger yeah. is reenacted rather than just cut in. Yeah. So it's. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because usually they just play that last scene, don't they, yeah. and then sort of just carry on from there. But it's, they're all reenacted in this oh, story. That's I don't strange. know why. Get them. I, th- well, I think it's to do maybe. with the way. I think it's to do with the way that they. It's recorded yeah. for it to sort of play that way. An ice warrior then lumbers away to catch the escaped uh, escapee Phipps. Uh-huh. Radner and Kelly are still trying to convince Eldred to take the government funds to get the rocket working. An ice warrior then somehow completely misses Phipps hiding in the storeroom. You know, when he's against the wall behind that cabinet and the ice warrior walks in. I didn't see him. Turns around. Yeah, I didn't see him. Like, how could you miss him there? It's ridiculous. He's got the ice warrior's got big goggles on. Yeah, it's his goggles. It is. Uh, did you see uh, one bit? I think it's in the fifth episode where the uh, ice warrior's walking out the room and like stumbles a bit and almost falls over. Did you see that? No. Oh, is it where he walks up the step? No. Yeah, I think so. At the door at the yeah. back. Yeah. I saw it. You can't get away with that. Someone always sees you fall over. <laughs> Everyone is then working on getting the rockets launched. Oh. Miss Kelly is off mic and her audio is all over the place at that point. Like, she's... Like, the microphone is over there and she's looking the other way, saying her lines, and then it comes in and it's like, oh! It's really weird. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, then somebody drops, like, a fucking anvil or something. As they're all trying to get that rocket done, there's a massive clang. And a few people react to the noise, but they just keep going. Yeah. Is it, do you reckon that's not intentional? It isn't intentional. Big old clang. It says on the info text. No. Somebody dropped something, and some people are like that, no. and everybody they just keep going. It's brilliant. Uh, we then get a hint that there's something going on, maybe between Miss Kelly and Radner. There's a big age gap there, hmm. but he's he, he's very. I can't have you risk your life for this. Is he the one who blew her a kiss at the beginning? No, no, he's dead now, isn't he? Oh, he was just a creepy asshole. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. Commander so Ratner. what? No, I'm not saying anything. So what? Doesn't matter. Slayer then gives some more threats to Fusion before telling him that the Earth will be theirs. Uh, you know, the usual sort of, we're going to conquer, it's all ours. Conquer? Conquers. Uh, Phipps is then pissing about with some lamps and stuff in the storeroom. Did you ever used to play with Conquers? I did. Before you it? No. Before we cut to mission control where they are uh, checking all the readings for the rocket. We then get a countdown for 30 seconds and I think it really is 30 seconds as well. And the last 10 countdown digits are like burnt onto Miss Kelly's face. Mm. I think that's lovely that. I like it. That's great. She probably lost an eye doing that. Uh, Yeah, retina's burnt out forever. Uh, The TARDIS team in the rocket are then pulling their skin back like Barry Manilow. Don't know why. Inti- oh, to pretend G-force. it's the G. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The rocket then starts to burn to bits in flight. Zoe gets pissy with Miss Kelly. Give us a minute, will you? Why? Why should we... Why are you being... What, don't be like that. Kelly's a little bit miserable in this. I don't know if she needs to sit down and have a talk. Um, Who knows? I don't know. Perhaps she just doesn't enjoy her job. 
She's stuck in it. She's stuck. Like us, really? Yeah, really. Yeah, we can't stop now. Episode 20. Thanks for listening. Uh, Miss Kelly is then team-matted up to the moon. Moon? Up to the moon. And Fusion gives her a cock and bull story to cover up the fact she might die in a moment. Be alright. Dick. Phipps then contacts the Earth with his homemade comms unit whilst the Doctor and co. start to home in on the moon. Back with Phipps, the homing signal lit, uh, light comes on in the storeroom. Why in the storeroom would you have a, a light that's like, this is the homing signal? In the cupboard. Why is it in the cupboard? I don't know. Why wouldn't it be in like the docking bay or something? No, this is the one they like, it might be the spare one. Because Kelly like messes around, didn't she? And then they swap it. Hmm. Might be the spare one. Maybe. Um, back with Phipps, the homing signal light is kept in the storeroom on the wall, for some unknown reason. Like, but an ice warrior comes into the room and Phipps kills him with a light beam thingy. Two studio cameras like switching fast between the different shots of the ice warrior to kill him. What do you think of that? I like that little. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite nice. Just shoot him. Yeah, just kill him. Just pull a bullet in his chest. I want to see it. I see goo come out of the back. Green goo. Yeah. I like blood me. On the rocket, (laughs) it isn't working very well, and there's smoke going everywhere, and then Mm. Zoe tells them that they might drift... there's no windows. Nothing. Zoe tells them that they might drift endlessly through space, or crash. Yeah. Cue an amazing model sequence of the rocket flying through space. Mm. End of episode two. I mean, Zoe, like, yeah, they are the... You don't need to say that. She's a bringer of bad news in this, isn't she? She like It's almost almost like she enjoys it. Cow. Right. Horrible way to die. Although Jamie just stirs. Mm. He stirs a lot in this. He is a stirrer. Yeah. Anyway. They're great. Episode 3 opens with a killed. shot... <laughs> Episode 3 <laughs> opens... Episode 3 opens with a shot of the Earth and the Moon, and the cliffhanger is reenacted. There's a theme going on here. Phipps is still messing about with the communication device and the Doctor and gang pick up his signal and he tells them that they've been invaded. This sequence was recorded out out of sequence because of the section of the story to carry over. Hmm. Which is weird for Doctor Who because it's normally filmed as the episode runs. But that bit was done separately. Which I thought was quite weird. Did they just forget? No, I think it was just because of the... um, Continuity. Yes, that was the word I was looking for. On the moon base, Miss Kelly fixes the telly, and the T-Mat and the two operators die, and the ice warriors invade her personal space. You know, when they go to Squisher, Mm. the three of them all Mm. just stood around. Yeah, it's weird, doesn't it? It is a weird choice, because they don't do anything, do they? Phipps is still pestering the Doctor, and the Doctor tells him to keep the signal going for them to home out, home on, home in on, home in on. Yes, homogenous and just homo home in on. The signal stops, and then it works again, mm. and they land. Mm. The Doctor goes off to sort everything out, and Jamie and Zoe are told to stay there and refuel. Mm. The Doctor meets Phipps, and he fills him in about everything. He tells Jamie and Zoe to refuel whilst he breaks the team up machine thing so the ice warriors can't piss everything up the ice warrior has miss kelly but the doctor and phipps distract it and they get away we then have a run around with troughton before he can open the door to escape and the ice warriors take him to their leader because he's a genius 
I love that run sequence. Yeah. How did they get some of those uh, shots? Like, do you know when the walls and the floor are like mirrors? That's cool. The the sets in this are huge. Yeah. Like, there's some massive sets. Yeah. And I think they all look pretty good for the most part. Better than my episode? Yes. Yes. Um. But yeah, there's a lot of mirrory walls and some of the corridors are massive. Mm. But there seems to be like no continuity between rooms on the moon base and no. corridors. Doesn't need to be. They're all a little bit different, aren't they? Yeah. Plus they built it in stages. Maybe they just used other sets. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. We then get a bit of a run around with Zoe and Jamie whilst they're looking for the solar... What's it called? Solar thingy-majiggy room. The Ice Warriors tell Fushim about their plan. They're going to send cargo to all the major cities around the world. When the Doctor is escorted in and the Ice Lord shows him his bowls of seed. Mm. What are the seeds for? For the foam? Well, did you watch this? Yeah. Did you, do you remember the bit where they explain about what happens? The, the seeds? Yeah. Not about the seeds. Oh, we'll get to that. Then. Another plan with the foam and the poppy balloons. Yeah. And it seemed like it was going to work. I was really rooting for them. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Meanwhile, Zoe is remain. Is, no. Zoe is... No. Meanwhile, Zoe is telling the remaining crew about the Ice Warriors and not liking the heat. Yeah. They go off through a ventilation shaft. You like your ventilation shafts, don't you? Yeah. To find it's the heat. How do we get from a room to another room without using the door? Shaft. Shaft. Shaft it. Yep. Fusion creates a distraction for the Doctor to go and see the seeds when he gets caught by the Ice Lord, who <gasps> orders him to take a closer look at his bowls. Oh. They inflate, pop, oh. Oh. and spread their seed all over the Doctor. Ouch! Who then collapses with a massive thud. Yeah. In the solar energy storeroom, Miss Kelly plugs a lamp and burns out the Ice Warrior's retina, killing him and turning him to dust. Nasty way to go. Fusion is told to send one of the seed pods to London. The computer warns Earth of an incoming transmission from the from the forever from the moon. The pod gets sent, and they spot the impaled ball inside Tmat. Once again, it throbs and it grows. End of episode three. Nice cliffhanger. What is the ball growing? The balloon. Mm. Yeah, it's alright. Yeah, it's, it's a good effect that. Yeah. No, it is good. I like that. Yeah. Episode 4 opens with a shot of the Earth and the Moon. Yeah. Episode 1's Earth and Moon shot is reused and the cliffhanger is reenacted again. Hmm. Ice <laughs> The Ice Warrior right? yeah. The Ice Warrior seed has been spread at Earth control, killing Brent. And we get to see just how ridiculous some of the actors look in the costumes. It's like, you know when you buy a onesie and then you see yourself in the mirror? It's a horrible feeling, that, isn't it? And it, it? seems like a great idea, yeah. doesn't it, when you bought it? It's like, oh, in your head, you think, you know what, I'm going to look like... Uh, going to cra- look ripped. No, I always think I'm going to look <laughs> quite proportional, like uh, a crash test dummy. Yes, but like a mannequin. You, and then you, Like an auton. Yeah. That's what I, see, whenever I wear overalls, I think I'll look like an auton. Mm. But then I look like... you know, Bob the Builder. No, I look like a scarecrow that's been stuffed... Too much. Mm, the farmer's kid did it for his first He's scarecrow. He spilled it. Yeah. He spilled it. <laughs> and the cow's been picking at the arms. Yeah. Ah, well. 
Yeah, I don't do onesies. Yeah. And they, I always rip in the crotch area. Nice. Don't know why. Well, I think it's the same It's not problem. like I go around my legs wide open all the time. I think it's the same sort of problem with a onesie that it's sort of... The trouser and top are, mm. are connected, aren't they? So yeah. it's, it's, there's a lot of pressure I on get, the seams. Yeah, and I get an awful, awful posture because it's always quite tight on a such yes. old. So I'm so always you're just hunched. Yeah. Need yeah. a bigger size, or just wear pajamas. Yeah, or smaller shoulders. I was going to say, or or shave those down. Shave them. Yeah, got a sander. <laughs> oh. They switch Ouch. the aircon to suck mode and decide Ooh. that the Ice Warriors' balls are safe now because they're all shriveled up. Oh. And he really does say that as well, that their balls are now shriveled up. A dirty so, man's writing this. Awful. I'm sure. I'm sure. Terry, what are you doing? Terry. The Ice Warrior continues to load the seeds into T-Mat while Zoe asks Miss Kelly what a bulb is. What strange... She's holding a bulb. Yeah. And she says, what's that? Right. It's a bulb. Zoe. Who asked that? Zoe asks Why? Miss Kelly what, what the bulb is. I thought she was supposed to be smart. Perhaps she doesn't have bulbs. Bulbs. Miss Kelly then jams a screwdriver into the female end of the bulb connector, mm. probably breaking it instantly. Mm. Do we do a, a woman joke now, or do we not do that? Oh, is this because inserting the screwdriver breaks someone? Yeah. You know. Huh? Huh? Okay. Um, <laughs> the autopsy... I don't really get it. <laughs> The autopsy report for Brent comes back. He died of oxygen starvation. Mm. We then get some location footage of the Martian mist spreading on Hampstead Heath. Then a man who has apparently stolen Patrick Troughton's clothing is lying on the floor and gets dragged away by Fusion to T-Mat to be suspended in space between the Earth and the Moon in a very Cyril Shapps performance. Cyril Shapps is an actor that you'll get to know how do you know? Uh, I don't know that person already. Do you know who Cyril Shapps is? No idea. No. Um, who are they? It's an actor that's in Doctor Who, and he always plays the characters that sort of like, oh no, oh like <sighs> the guy at the beginning who got absolutely ram fisted up his ass. Yes, like the, the character that we're talking about now as well. Yeah. yeah, that one. He's like sulking his knee. Yeah, and, uh, he looked like he needed a hug. You know, from what they say. That they're going to suspend him between the Earth and the Moon. Well, what we know from Tima, I'm assuming that that's just not possible anyway. So the Ice Warriors tell him to put the Doctor's body in Tmat. Yeah. Adjust the controls. Yeah. So the Doctor gets suspended between the Earth and the Moon. Right. Well, it's not on. Yeah, but Tmat doesn't. It is on now. Okay. Because they've just sent the balls to Earth. They just sent those balls, didn't they? I don't think Tmat works like that. Are you really going there? Well, it just doesn't make sense, does it? They're on the fucking moon with these lizard people. I mean, that's true. Phipps, mindly... Uh, I'll have you know. It's probably... I reckon... Well, what you do is you turn the T-Mat machine on, quickly turn it off. Oh, right, dead yeah. quick. Then you get stuck in between. Uh, must be. Phipps finally makes it through the shaft and sees a tiny ship's wheel that controls the temperature. I like that wheel. I wish I had one of them in my house. Looks dreadful. No. As reports are coming in of deaths of T-Mac technicians, Hampstead Heath phone party is really kicking off when suddenly an ice warrior bursts through the T-Mat on a rampage. Mm. We then see Miss Kelly, Phipps, Jamie and Zoe tending to a man who stole the doctor's clothes. When we find out that Zoe's dimensions and then see if she'll fit into the shaft. So there's an actor that's playing... 
Patrick Troughton in this episode. Right. Because Troughton's on holiday. Oh, but we keep, where did he go? I don't know. Oh. But we keep seeing this double's face mm. all the way through the story. I didn't The episode. This. Really? Yeah. When he gets dragged away, when Fusion drags him away, you can just see his face plain like that. It's like that's I'm not trying to Jamie's kill all the time. Oh. Um, so, yeah, so when they... So Phipps says he won't be able to get through the shaft to turn the uh, temperature <laughs> you down. You said to, shaft. To turn the temperature down. So then he says, how big is the shaft? And mm. it, uh, for the listeners at home, I'm... A good eight inches. I'm sizing up the size of the shaft. Twelve inches. Right. That's twelve inches, that. Uh, but he's just guessing that. And Zoe walks into it and she's like, right, well, I'll be able to get through that. But, like, <laughs> how does she... That's not, like... That's like saying the door is this wide. Yeah. Are you sure? Because we can only cut it once. Yeah, yeah, it's about, it's about that. Cut it to there and we'll see what it's like when we get it home. But she's going to go through it anyway. And did she? Yeah, well... There yeah. you go, she knew. It's fine then, it's fine. An ice warrior is then stomping around the parkland. Some lovely shots which we'll see very similar in the Ambassadors of, be- uh, in- the Ambassadors of Death. Mm. That silhouette of the ice warrior... With like the sun in the background, oh. is such a Michael Ferguson thing. Right, he's, he does I can it. Lick that up. Yeah. Put a bit. Put a put a bit, bit of a bit of vanilla ice cream on the side of that. Do you want a funny story about when bit they were waffle. filming that bit? Cherry on top. I could eat that up all day. Do you want a bit of a funny story about when they were filming Make that it bit? Very quick. I got to be places. So when they were filming the silhouette scenes of the Ice Warriors, the actor playing the Ice Warrior was leaning on a tree, having a fag, (laughs) when a passerby crashed a car at the sight of it. No, that's not funny. It's not, is it? I hope they're okay. It is, yeah. Are they okay? Well, I don't know. Yeah, they wouldn't say that bit, would they? No. Back on the moon, Zoe and Phipps make it to the control room before lifting her by the ass out of the shaft to turn the heating on when she gets spotted by the Ice Warrior. Mm. So when he lifts her out of the shaft, Mm. he literally grabs her by the ass to pick her up. It was a different time. Different people. Assholes. Uh, Right. Episode 5. Oh, almost there. Episode 5 opens with a shot of the Earth and the Moon. And the cliffhanger is reenacted. Is it? Is a theme. There's a theme. Fusion pathetically tries to stop the Ice Warriors from killing Zoe, but the heat makes him keel over. Uh-huh. Not Fusion, the Ice Warrior. Of course. The strange man has given the Doctor's clothes back because Troughton's back off his holiday, mm. and has and He'll has get he, a nice time. He, oh, Does I'm he come sure. out with a tan? We don't know. It's black I don't and white. And he regains consciousness. Mm. The Ice Warrior hits Jamie into an alarmingly wobbly wall. He then succumbs to the turtle head heat. Because it's too hot. Too hot. Too hot for the Ice Warriors. Uh They struggle in the heat, don't they? They do. (laughs) Sir James Gregson, a pointless character in this story, Mm. then arrives at Earth Control and is filled in with what's going on, but doesn't believe the monster story. Right, so why are you here then? Go on. Yeah, off you go, Sir James. Have you got places to be? That's the old guy, isn't it? No, that's Eldrad. Eld- yeah. Eldred. Not Eldrad. Eldrad must live. The Ice Warrior has now made its way to the weather control station. These bits were filmed first on the main, you know, run of the story. Mm. Enters and kills the worker. 
It then wrecks the weather control controller Asshole. thing. Uh, right, hang on. Can I just stop you there? You can. I can't. My eyes are watering. This weather control system. Yes. Is this a prelude to Moonbase? No. <laughs> Why not? What do you mean? Well, they've got a weather control system. I thought this was like, you know, early tech of weather things. And... Pass. I don't think so. Makes good. I'm going to believe that because it makes, makes You go sense. with it. You can go with it. Um, and the only thought to set up a weather control system on the moon because the ice warriors weren't there anymore. Of ice warriors. Uh, it then wrecks the weather control Not controller. Not fan theories then, though. No. no. All right, then. Uh, it then wrecks the weather control controller thingy that's labelled dry, 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 dry. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, I didn't know what that was about. Well, I thought it would be, like, wet, I dry, to tug them all. hot. Tug them all, see what happens. Wow. I want four dry. Yeah. Maybe it's the laundry. Like the Sahara. Oh, maybe. Plus, 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 plus. Drying <laughs> rooms. Yeah. Take, ooh, take a three-hour... It's a three-hour job, that one. The Doctor, Jamie... And Zoe are then team-matted back to Earth, followed by Miss Kelly. There's a lot of team There's a lot of flip-flopping. Easily made this an eight-parter. Should have. And had the problem with the Dominators, where, you know, they just travel a Mm. lot, those trains. But they didn't. They thought, do you know what? I tell them. And backwards. You can only have two people, though. Yeah. Assholes. Why are they writing that for? (sighs) Go on, then. The Ice Lord then stumbles into the control room, sweating his tits off, and turns the heating down. Mm. Oh, he struggles in the heat. He does. He's like uh, my dogs. Mm. Doesn't like the heat. He then goes on to explain the invasion plan to Fusion. Commander Radner then explains that they've tried absolutely everything against the foam, but nothing works. They tried water. Well, the Doctor then (laughs) heads out. I knew it was water straight away. (laughs) Also, hang on. Why? Because it's going to be boring, isn't it? Why? Because it's just like, oh, doy. No. Of course. Oh, Doctor, you're too smart for your own good. Hang on, though. He's putting lots of concoctions on top of that bubble and then water to, on top. How do we know it's not that perfect concoction? Though? Oh, it's got to be a bit of this, bit yeah. of that. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know? You can't just assume it's water suddenly. So the Doctor then heads out to get a sample. Hmm. That bit where he's... Um, Picking up the sample was filmed five weeks before they started recording. Wow. I think they just had the set or mm. something. Um, in Eldred's lab, the sample starts to grow, and the Doctor tries all manner of stuff to stop it. But the water does. The Doctor then tells Zoe to go to the Weather Bureau to make it rain. Zoe and Jamie make it to the Weather Control, whilst Fushim starts the video link on the moon so the Earth can see what's going on. The Ice Warriors kill him as we see a glimpse of the Ice Lord's neck and they destroy the camera. As he turns like that, you can see the, the actor's neck. You can see his eyes and, you know, the sun bit. Oh, yeah. With the car. Nice. Yeah, all the bits that are outside on Earth. Yeah. You can see his eyes. Oh. Well, not really. I mean, you're full of facts today, aren't you? I am full. The Doctor plans to use the satellite rockets to guide the Ice Warrior fleet the wrong way. He then heads to the Bureau to make it rain and find Zoe and Jamie. The Doctor reaches the door of the Bureau, but the foam begins to engulf him as he's hammering on the door. Trying not to wear a wetsuit for that bit as well, mm. for all of that foam. Mm. He likes a good wetsuit. He does. He would have used the one he went on holiday with. Yeah. I imagine Trouton in a you know, the Victorian wetsuits, swimming suits. The mm. blue. And striped. Striped, yeah. Like those, uh, the two Dead chaps out of... 
Chitty chitty bang bang on the beach. That's it. Yeah. Dead airy legs. Don't know why. Episode six starts with a shot of the Earth and the Moon. Ah, oh. funny that, isn't it? Uh, the Doctor struggles with the foam hammering on the door. It's horrible seeing that. Jamie distracts the Dice Warrior, and Zoe does some sixties wall to wall corridor acting. Yeah. I don't know why this is, but anything that's like fifties sixties, and there's usually a damsel in distress. Mm. They run from one cor- side of the corridor, look round, and move to the opposite side oh, of the corridor. Like cor- hug the wall as well. Yeah, go corridor, yeah. wall to wall, like every other. Yeah. It's weird. Who does that? I've done it from time to time. Have you? No. No. <laughs> she manages to let the doctor in, who falls, and she laughs. That wasn't scripted. Oh. He didn't, well, he wasn't supposed to fall. So she laughed, thinking, oh, we'll do it again. But he just carries on. Right. Trouton's a pro, you see. Trouton? Yeah. Is. Yeah. She Yeah, so she laughs and then shows him into the main room. As the TARDIS team meet, Zoe does a great star slide across the floor. I was Did looking you see at, that? No, I was looking for this the whole time and I couldn't see it. Episode 6. It's brilliant. She like full, like she's like a star and just slides across the floor. It's great. Um, and they go to hide in the solar energy room. There's some lovely... Do- uh, there's, it's probably the only moment, or one of the only moments, other than at the beginning, that the Doctor and Jamie get some of their jokey Alone banter time. together. Alone time. You know, with a light switch, yeah. where he turns it on, and it's like, no, it's not that. Even though everything else is labelled in this story, mm. literally every light has got, like, delay. Yeah. Dry, 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 dry. Like, the power hasn't. But And, the, and all the light switch... It's like nothing else is labelled except all the stuff you don't need to know. <laughs> Some ridiculous-looking guards arrive at the Bureau and start getting killed off. The Doctor rigs up two light bulbs and makes his way into the corridor, killing the Ice Warrior. Miss hmm. Kelly is then pissing about with a couple of oscillators to recreate the pitch of the homing signal of the Ice Warriors. Commander Radner isn't impressed. Can't you get it closer than that? Come on! He just, like, shouts at her for no reason while she's trying to do something. She then manages it, and then has, has the like homing device thing taken to a petrol car she found in the motor museum. Nice. It has four wheels, and it goes. Nice. I mean, I was really looking forward to some like missing scenes of Miss Kelly driving around London with kangaroo juice, you know, grinding the mm. gears. It goes. <laughs> in the future, it's just all thick. Must be. All right. Must be. That must be it. Um, the Doctor's trying to fix the controls in the Weather Bureau. The Ice Lord tells the Grand Marshal that everything will be okay and heads off to the ship to finalise everything, whilst the Doctor is shorting out all the electronics. You know, when he's got the wires out trying to make it rain, it's like sparking. Yeah. Nope, not that one. Not that one. Oh! The satellite then gets launched. The Doctor plans to team out to the moon and take out the real homing signal. Somehow the Doctor uh, manages to arrive by T-Mat without making that loud arrived bing. That ha- At the beginning, whenever there's anything that's arriving at T-Mat, it makes that brrrr noise. Mm. But then every other time after that, it makes it does it after the thing has arrived. Maybe it's... Perhaps it's because it's broke. Oh, oh, that's true. Or not, like, not working properly, you know. Um, so yeah, he arrives without it going bing. 
takes out the Ice Warrior and starts to break the homing signal, but hears the sound of the asthmatic Ice Warrior and Slayer coming, who asks the Doctor to work the team out controls, but don't touch them. Well, how's he supposed to do it then? Can you work the team out controls? Oh. But don't touch them. Well, well, what do you want me to do, Slayer? Do you want Stick. me to do it or not? Stick. Stick. Slayer is about to pass out from breathing so heavy at this point as the Grand Marshal tells him that they're off, off course and they're all going to die. The Doctor tells Slayer off because he tried to destroy a whole world. Yep. He will destroy them. You know? He's heartless, Trowin. You're going to kill the Earth, I'll kill you. Yeah, Bastards. He, do- he does. The Doctor grabs the Ice Warrior by the hand and kills Slayer by, you know, grabbing the gun. Horrible. Jamie does his crack and kills the Ice Warriors with the power lines. Back on Earth, it's pissing down. Yeah. It is pissing. The foam's all going. It's fine. Miss Kelly then says the team that needs to be controlled from the Earth from now on, whilst Eldrad says they need a permanent a couple of permanent rockets on standby. He asks for the Doctor's opinion, but he's gone. Back to the ship museum, and they've taken off in the TARDIS, headed for another exciting adventure in time and space. Blackpool. Next stop... Blackpool. The Space Pirates. Like like uh, Pirate Cove and Blackpool? Maybe. Would you like... Have you ever been on the ride there? No. Would you like... We should go when we... We should go on it when we next go. Maybe. Would you like to know what the recording schedule of Classic Who was at this point? Not really. All right, we'll skip past that then. So the working title for the story... The working title for the story was The Lords of the Red Planet. That's better. That's a much better title. I don't know what it is. That's shit. Yeah, I'm glad they chose the one they did in the end. So the recording schedule for Classic Who at this point for this story anyway. Monday and Tuesday was the cast and the director rehearsing the dialogue. Wednesday morning would be a tech run-through at the rehearsal room to work out the blockings and everything. Wednesday afternoon, cast and director joined by the producer for the producer's run-through. Then a brief read-through of next week's story would be done. Thursday morning, cast and director do a full-dress rehearsal before the cast have the afternoon off, unless the director wanted to work with them on anything. And then Friday was spent in the studio and recorded in the evening, Saturday and Sunday off. So they recorded from 6 till 10, I think. And then that's it? Yeah. Repeat. They record on that one day. Oh, yeah, and then what the scenes that they need to, and then next week... No, they record the episode a week. Shit. So it goes out. (laughs) Shit. Yeah. Right. Mm. It's like a play. It's like a theatre performance. Well, yeah, that's... Almost is, isn't it? Because they only... They didn't... They couldn't really afford to have retakes. Yeah. Huh. That is interesting, actually. Brian Hales' script differed from the story, apparently. In several bits, Ke- uh, Miss Kelly was supposed to be a bloke right. called Kelly, assisted by a woman that became Mary. That was supposed to be called Mary. No, I'm glad that it was changed to woman. Yeah, so it was changed to Miss Kelly, and Mary became Brent. Yeah, so they like swapped them over. Good. Um, trying to think, is there anything else that's interesting? Not really. Um, Slayer is supposed to be an ice is is an ice lord but he's never referred to as an ice lord or even as a lord but uh, he is 
he said that at the beginning. Yeah. Um, that's it. Do you want to give it a score? That's it? Yeah. I don't even know your thoughts on it. Well, what do you think? What do I think? He's really good. I think he's amazing. Yeah. It's one of my favourites. Why? I just, I don't think it puts a, a foot wrong, really. Right. I think it's great. I think it's directed amazingly. Yeah. It's probably one of the best directed Doctor Whos there is. No. Yeah. Huh. It's brilliant. Michael Ferguson did The War Machines, Ambassador to Death, and he's actually the first Dalek on screen. Wow. He holds the Dalek sucker arm. Maybe he should have the number plate. Maybe he should. That's what you should get in him. What? Um, oh. Is he? I don't know. Do you reckon he could put one of those license plates on the back of a Dalek, put a motor in it? Wow. And go down the A55. That's good. I'd like to touch on the music. All of the music was recorded in one day. You could do that. In a three-hour session. Oh, you'd I would have thought so. You'd hate doing that. So it was Crunching. all recorded at Riverside Studios on Monday the 30th of December 1968. Where were you that day? Uh, well, my mother was two. I was asking the audience. Oh, right. Where were you? All oh, right. Okay. Where were you that day? Yeah. Um, I remember. I think the score's great. There's timpani, glockenspiel, marimba, piano, and maybe like a synthy thing. And a triangle. Maybe. Um, I think the timpani player, for anybody who's into their prog rock, I think it's the chap from Sky, Tristan Fry. Is it Tristan Fry? I don't know, I'm asking you. I'm thinking no, no idea. I'm thinking aloud. I think it's Tristan Fry from the band Sky. That's a fun fact for you. Yeah. yeah. I think the story's excellent. It's very Terence Dix, so I would be surprised how much of Brian Hales's story is actually there. But I don't know who these people are, Harold, I'm sorry. It's all right. Um I think it's brilliant. I like the music. I, I like uh, how it looked more though. I think this is one of the best looking Doctor Who episodes there ever has been. Mm. I think yeah, including New Who. Well what do you think of the Ice Warriors? We haven't really touched on those. Crap. Really? Yeah, the shit is a monster. Wow. The right, Ice. Nope, don't see any. Warriors. Nope, can't see any. What? Can we just call them what they are? Slow, fat-ass rock lizards. Rock lizards. Yeah, that just hiss all the time. Do you like the gun effect? Uh, I know we've said on uh, that. Yeah. Do you know how they did it? No. It's a shiny piece of, like, shiny mirror thing that's shot. So they shoot a mirror Mm. pointing at this bendy metal mirror thing yeah. so that it's not flipped the image isn't flipped yeah. and then they like push it from behind and bend it hmm. yeah I like it yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, the ice war is the shit oh. I disagree why I think they're great why they're one of the classic monsters okay but why well they just are oh that's easy isn't it yeah I'm going to vote this red Really? Yeah. I've gone green all the way. All right. Why? All the way. You can ask me why? Why? Just, just is, isn't it? No. It's crap, isn't it? Yeah. So why are the ice monsters the classics? Why are the ice warriors classics? Whatever they are. I just think their stories stand up really well. Right, but what the monsters themselves, the yeah. design and how that... I know. think the design's great. I was more scared of Zarbi, to be honest. That's fair. The crap. I think the design's great. 
Um, I don't think they used in a very good way until John Pertwee's era. Pertwee. The, the stories that they're in, the Monster of Paladon, Curse of Paladon, yeah. they're great. Right. I see them now. Um, they're great in this, but they could quite easily just be the Cybermen or the or a other alien race. Exactly. Because they don't really do anything that's that warrants it being them. No. Um, no character, personality. Like, what do they want? Just war, that's it. They just, no, they just want the Earth. Okay. As every other monster in Doctor Who does, so, though. That's a problem with Doctor Who in itself. Yeah. Daleks are different. Mm, yeah. But I'm I'm going to go green. I think the story's great. I'm going to go uh, green. You just said red. Yeah, I was just testing you. Oh, right. Um, green, because... I'm going green because I really appreciate the experimental nature of this episode. Seems quite out there. Mm-hmm. Lots of different locations. Weird assets. Weird ass effects. And they just thought, you know what? She would just do a great shot. Mm. Lovely. The acting was alright. It was fun. Uh, pacing was a bit up and down, up and down. But we got a lot of action though. That's cool. A lot of karate. A lot of the doctor with two tambourines going about the place killing things. Yeah. Is he a murderous arsehole? Of course he is. It's Troughton. But at least that's what you got. Well, there we go. And he ended up destroying a whole fleet. Millions, possibly. Dead. Cold. He is cold. Cold bastard. I don't like Troughton for that reason. He's very psychopathic. Do you not agree? All the stories I've seen so far, he has killed at least thousands. <laughs> right then. So I'm going to go green. I'm, I'm green, green, It's not green. like a bright, bright green. It's like a green... You know when you have a green shit? No. Well, if you have a green shit, you will know. It's not like bright neon green, but it's like... Yeah, you could draw with that. Hmm. You could draw an apple with that. All right, then. There we are, then. Hey. Would you like a game of battleships? Very, very quick. Like I said, I've got places to be. Special battleships. Right, then. Hmm. It's your move this week. Is it? No. Oh, it is, isn't it? So, anybody who's missed last week, Doctor Who battleships is a 400 square grid... A to T and 1 to 20. Dalek ships are 5 squares. Cybership are 4 squares. Sontaran Battlecruiser is 2 squares. And a TARDIS is 1 square. I had my move last week and I missed. Luke has his move this week. Will he miss? Will he hit? Let's find out. M4. He's going for... M4. 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 Macaroon. Let's have a look if he's hit in this week's Doctor Who Battleships. M4 is a miss. You shit. Next episode. My episode. Wait. Special Battleships. And now... There you go. And now it's... And again... Now, that jingle warms my heart. 
It's going to get I, annoying. I it's always a, uh, think... It's already pissing me off. Well, I always think of Pertwee driving his little car down his down a road in the countryside. Beautiful summer's day. Wind in his air. And he's just enjoying life. And he's coming to pick me up. Wow. We're going to go out for a nice cup of tea. Nice. <sighs> right then. Your turn. Right, spice things up a bit. Let's go. You ready? Uh, born ready. I'd like to pre. What? Uh, I'd like to preface this. Now I have decided that season ten of New Who is complete and utter garbage, and I tried to watch the episodes prior to this. I just quit, and then I went up to this episode. I missed about three episodes. Didn't need to see them. Missy was in the vault. Great. All right then. So, would you like to uh, know what this little number's about? Go on then. All right then. You're not looking too impressed. No. Why? Well, carry on. So the story title was is the Empress of Mars. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's Empress of Mars. No the. Sorry about that. It's okay. Empress of Mars. It was uh, episode 9 of season 10. It aired on the 10th of June 2017. Uh, it was written by Mark, directed by Wayne, and produced by good old Nikki. She's a terror. Uh, music was done by our Lord and Saviour, Murray. No, yeah, it's only one episode. Thought it'd go easy on you. Alright then. Felt a hell of a lot longer though, didn't it? Do you want a little synopsis? Go on then. When NASA discovers a message reading God save the Queen under the ice on Mars I'm gonna just go higher and higher here. On Mars surface, the twelfth Doctor, Nardoyle, and Bill travel to the Red Planet to investigate. On arrival, they find Victorian soldiers embroiled in a conflict with one of the Mars ancient species. Should we axe this? Chuck it to the, the, the producing department. We'll see what they say. Mm. It didn't get axed. Act one. First up, first of all, what are your little... What do you think going into this? What are you expecting? Um, I did watch this when it was on. This was back in June, was it? Not June. Probably. Yeah, back in June of I, 2017. I always get it confused with... Cold War. I like Cold War. Because that's written by Mark Gatiss as well, isn't it? I wow. Think. That's how you do it, right? Um, it's not bad, but it's not good either. It's like the tea, uh, the tea thing has is, is locked you in, in between. I don't... When I watched it, I didn't hate it, but I didn't enjoy anything about it. Right. I know that that doesn't really make sense, but I, I didn't come away See, from it thinking, God, this is absolute crap. My issue with season 10 so far, uh, Capaldi's era really, is that it's just dull as fuck. No mm. other word f- for it. Like, it's awful. Um, I don't feel anything towards it. Just pure boredom. Yeah, I think dull is the word for this story. Yeah. It's not bad. It just doesn't do I'd anything. I'd say it's bad. I'd go as far as say it's bad. Mm. Do, you want, do you want act one go on then 
NASA is about to probe something as they do, and then the Doc and companions turn up in the control room. God Save the Queen is written on the surface of Mars as a message, and the Doc goes up there to have a little nose. On Mars, they go underground where there is oxygen. For some reason. Bill gets sucked off down a hole. Hey! Hey! There you go. And clacks her head on that rock. I thought she was dead. Well, there's not a mark on her, though. No. Unbelievable. Mm. I bet the doc heard that and was crossing his fingers. Oh, well. By the way, I can't stand Bill now. I keep going up and down with her. I I like Bill, but... I like her, but just not as a companion. No. He turns... Well, I don't know. He turn, don't know. turns Capaldi into a little child. I really don't like her. Anyway. So after Bill gets sucked off down hole and clacks her head at 200 miles per hour on a rock, um, Nardoyle goes to the TARDIS to find some rope. <laughs> I laughed at that. I hate him. Honestly, I, I, I really can't stand it. I made a joke. I know, but I, I really, really can't stand the Matt Lucas character. It's getting to me now. I absolutely despise it. I would rather sit there and watch all of David Tennant and then all of Matt Smith. Mm. I, I really can't bear it. Right. Like it, honestly... I think it's going to be a while until I choose a Capaldi one again. I, I can't do this anymore. As it started and he was there, yeah. I nearly said to you, I can't watch this story, just you review it. Right. I, I was that close to saying it, because honestly, you really, I cannot bear him. Right. It's... I imagine it's sort of how some people feel about Adric, that they just can't stand it. See, Adric is just funny, though. He's not there to but hurt anyone. Nardole isn't. He's he, not funny. He's an arsehole. It's, it's such an irritating character. Really, really don't like him. And so poorly acted. Sorry, but it's dreadful. It's dreadful. Right. Anyway, Nardole goes to find some rope. Then fucks off back where he belongs then a cyberman or ice warrior comes out from behind and surprises the doctor can I say how dreadful the ice warriors look yes why do they look like toys uh, could be the colour the contrasting colour from like orange to like bright green could be that the props are just unfinished don't know they do look shit though Yeah, a lot of things awful. in this episode look shit uh, then the hunter from Jumanji comes out and shoots the doc's feet. Well, at his feet. Um, and then it's revealed that the ice warrior is called Friday. Not the AI. Uh, Tony Stark. Thing. Uh, ah, well. Anyway. NASA headquarters. Mm. Now, from the outside, I didn't realise it was CGI. <laughs> I thought it was a real place. The NASA headquarters? Yeah, well, the, yeah, the first shot we see of NASA. Yeah, right? it looks did, dreadful. I didn't know it was CGI. Fuck. I thought it was just normal. I thought, oh yeah, I want to go there. Mm. Until we get inside. It looks very familiar, doesn't it? Can I say the the whole... The Man Friday thing pisses me off a little bit with the Ice Warrior. We haven't got that yet. Well, no, we just found out that it's called Friday. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. 
Why? It's just... What? Yeah, he's not called... Yeah, they call, they call him, him Friday, yeah. don't they? Because a man Friday. Yeah. Why? We'll get to that. Um, inside the NASA headquarters thing, mm. it looks an awful lot like units headquarters, you know, back in the market. It days. looks nothing like an American No, I mean, you've seen them, they're massive. With loads of computers. Yeah. It looks like some... You know when uh, there's too much room in a uni uh, mm. to host like a private lecture? We got this like, they call it the cupboard. Uh, yeah. So they had to do it there. Awful. And the NASA poster on the wall is a proper like kid's poster. Awful. <laughs> Awful. The set design. Um, I know it was shot on like real caves, but the set design. Is awful. I was questioning if it looked like if it was shot in uh, real. Yeah, caves. I wouldn't have because the lighting was... is awful in this yeah. as well. It looks. Oh, it's, there's no motivated lighting. It's this just feels anywhere. horrible to say. It looks so CBBC. It's awful. Yeah, and very really grainy. bad. Incredibly grainy. It's maybe get a new camera, guys. They do in season eleven. Don't worry about it. Oh, there you go. That's oh, fine. God, season eleven looks beautiful though. Isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, because I don't want to bash this too hard because they do rectify it in a few episodes. Hey. Yeah. Um, so we got that classic thing again. I have this piece of paper. Now tell me all your dirty little secrets. And they do. How the fuck does someone in NASA reveal everything about their operations to someone they don't even know who isn't in any uniform just whips out a piece of paper? Mm. I can't. It's too convenient. It's too convenient. And then Bill's there just messing around. Nardoyle's there just messing around. It's so annoying. I really, really, I think this is the worst TARDIS team I've ever seen. They're all, I think on their own, they might be okay. Yeah. Uh, bef- apart from Nardoil. So just Bill and, you know. If they're on their own, it's fine. Mm. Put them together, it's awful. It's kind of like Rose and the Tenant. Oh, no. It's, but it's worse than that because they actually had a rapport. These guys are just awful. I can't stand them anymore. Dreadful. Anyway. Um, yeah, and the Ice Warrior in Cold War looked a lot better than this. Yeah, but the thing with Cold War is we get the whole the Ice Warrior comes is out in a suit. Yeah, sod that. What a load of bollocks! Oh, I thought it was. It, oh, it's it was... crap. The Ice Warriors are there. You don't need to add anything else to them. To like, well, in your episode, you could, when they fell down at the end, you could see a massive seam in, the, in like a, a crack in their armor. I, that's why I thought it was armor. No, like it's coming apart. It's just, it's just fi- new who trying to find an excuse to do something else with the monster because they think there isn't enough there. They're they're right. Well, there is no. There's nothing to the ice warriors. Well, don't bring them back then. Fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just so tired of. Just characters now being thick as shit. Just side characters. They're mm. thick as fuck. They're really, really, really dumb. They can't stand any... Like, they can't stand for themselves. They need to be told what to do constantly. At least in old who, they sort of got, like, a remnant of, like... They, they specialise in their area. Outside of that area, what? It's not me. Yeah. I don't do anything like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah... In this, no, everyone's clueless. They, these guys work at NASA. Clueless. Clueless. And then you got the soldiers, granted, like, from the 1800s. But like, How are they there? Is that explained? Not very well. So, 
Uh, yeah. So how are they? How are they on Mars? Yes. Do you want me to go into Act Two then? Go on then. Uh, so Act Two. It's a pretty big one. This one. Nardoyle Nar- asks Missy for help to try and. Oh, the Missy's there, by the way. Um, finds her in the TARDIS. No, he doesn't. Finds her in, in the vault and asks for her for help. Then he. Um, Nardo asks Missy for help to try and get the TARDIS back to Mars. The Doc and Bill have a cup of tea with some soldiers and discover that they are 136 years in the past. Oh. Do you know there was a scene cut out there where the Doctor and Bill do the washing up? The soldiers left... No, the soldiers tell the Doc that they came across Friday's ship in South Africa. South Africa. South Africa. Uh, they somehow take the ship with Friday back to Mars and mine the shit out of it in hopes to find treasure with a with a oh, a laser beam. The laser beam, because Friday said, "You get me up there, I'll get you this, you know, money." Mm. It wasn't wrong. It wasn't wrong. What do you think? Like, should we talk about Friday for a second? Yeah. Why? Who is this guy? What? Whose side is he on? Who is it? Well, is it? Uh, so it's nice warrior with the heart, then, is it? Yeah, Awful. I suppose so. Can we not? It doesn't need to be done, really, but it sort of makes sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's crap. Um, I don't know why it annoys me that it's Man Friday. Who's Man Friday? From Robinson Crusoe. No idea. Right. Explain. It's well, Man Friday is the is the servant, isn't he, out of Robinson Crusoe? I don't know what. Am that I remembering is. that right? What is it's, that? Well, Man Friday. It's the like the. Yeah, it's the servant in Robinson Crusoe. I don't know what that is. The book Robinson Crusoe. Never heard of it. Okay, shipwreck Robinson Crusoe. Pardon? It's a shipwreck thing. Robinson Crusoe gets shipwrecked on a. Um, on like a desert island. Is he alright? I don't know. So, uh, so far it's not looking good for the story, is it? No. But now supplies and moral... No. <laughs> but now supplies and the morale are low. Oh. Oh, uh, well. They find the treasure, but it's actually a tomb um, that is... Stu- it looks like a Kinder Egg toy. It looks awful. You okay. Yeah. Do you not like the story? I'm unbearably bored. Why? It's just a bored. Keep going. Okay. Did you like the look at the queen though? No. <laughs> it just looks like Predator. Oh, you stole me joke. Oh. Not really. Uh Friday is it's proper Predator dreadlocks though. It looks like, identical. Why? I don't know. I don't know. But that tomb looks awful as well. It had such a potential to be like an Indiana Jonesy kind of yeah. thing with this story, but they just completely What's Indiana it. Jones? Uh, Friday is double jeeping the cow. Little terror, mm. hey. I don't know if he's double jeeping, but he's jeeping someone. Uh, someone called, is it Jackdaw? I don't know. That's a typo. I was gonna say Jackdaw decides he wants to steal the jewels from the tomb. Uh, when he removes one, the Queen wakes up and murders him um, and his goons. Nice. Can we talk about the death effect? 
Why change it? So to me, it looks like you're the spirally thing in your story. Yeah. It's like the spirally thing, but on their actual body instead of the camera. Yeah. It looks awful. And they get turned into like really bad boxes, don't they? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like they're spiraled up into yeah. like a box and they're bouncy. Yeah. Awful. What's up with vaporizing? Uh, what is kind of really, 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 what is that? Is it supposed know. to be funny? I don't Am I know. laughing? I really don't know. You know, uh, I'm so, I've given up so much of season ten. It's just all Capaldi's era. Uh, uh, oh. I can't stress how bad it is now. I'm so, I'm wa- I wash my hands. I'm not going to do Capaldi for a while now, and I can't be asked finishing the story. I've seen the end of Capaldi. I'm going to move on to Jody now. It's I've such a disappointment decision. every time I see it. Yeah, it gets isn't it, hasn't it got worse and worse every time we review a Capaldi episode? New Who does for me. Uh, like no, I'd say up till season six. Is that Matt Smith? Yeah. Oh, see, I'm out. Then it goes up and up and up and up and up and then, yeah, straight down. Like, bottom lines. Uh, It might be going up with Jodie, though. And I didn't mind what I saw of Jodie. Much better than this. At least it's fucking watchable. Anyway. Um, So, the Doc and the soldiers meet up with the Queen and ask for mercy. The Kinder Predator Queen says, eat shit and shoots them. Good old Queen. Uh, the soldiers manage to shoot the rocks and put a barrier between both parties. Uh, then Catchlove decides he wants to be in command and imprisons the doc. I like Catchlove. Hmm. It's only a bit of the story I liked. I just really hated him. That's the whole point in him. Yeah. I liked him. Uh, that, yeah, Bill and Godsaker? Godsaker? Oh, yeah, Why are the names so weird in this? I'm gonna call it's them. for no reason, is it? What's no. his name? It's G O D S A C R E. Godsaker. Godsaker. Oh. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. God's sake. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm gonna call him God's sake. Yeah, go with that. Um, then Catchlove decides he wants to be in command, and imprisons the Doc. Bill and God's sake. Mm. Suddenly, Devora, the icy kinder predator queen, awakes all the sleepy ice warriors and a battle breaks out. Bill and Friday uh, make friends for some reason. I really don't know why. Plot. And plead to the bitch to make love, not war. Oh, <laughs> queenie. Catchlove puts a knife to the queen's throat and tries to escape. Here we go. Now we're talking. Uh, God's sake, shoots the bastard like a hero. Oh, it's always... What a report. Yeah, right in the gut. Because he, he's a baddie, and baddies deserve to be shot to death. Yeah. That's what I got from this episode. Uh, God's sake, pledges his allegiance to the Ice Queen. Um, and the Ice Bitch forgives all, and all is forgiven. That's mm. it. What a waste of my time. There we go. You got anything to add? Not really. No. This is depressing. I like seeing Alpha Centauri at the end. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know who that is. I'm gonna ask you about that. Uh, let me. Fr- let me just. Okay. <laughs> Can I just? Go. On. I know you chomping at the bit to get to that. Um. I liked one of the scenes. 
It was one. I was. I didn't chuckle. But I just thought, all right. Uh, when the ice warrior is like cleaning up the dishes off the table, yeah, and the doctor and Bill are saying how deadly they are and feared, and he's just like cleaning up the teas, and yeah. I was like, huh. It was barely that. I was just like, all right, yeah, you tried. Um, yeah. So we got Bill whacking around on that rock, and then in that same scene that I just talked about, the ice warrior. I can't remember what happens. I think something shakes. I think it's the drill. Mm. That's what it is. It's the drill. And it shakes the caves. And he's just got a plate in his hand, but it's acted out like he caught it. We've never seen that plate before. Do you remember that? It was only a one. Yeah. Like, it was... It's very janky. I just... Awful. Um, Props are terrible. They're really bad in this. The whole story looks pretty bad. Yeah. I don't know what it is or why, but it just looks very Sarah Jane Adventures. And that's not a diss at Sarah Jane Adventures. It's not a time or place. It just looks very tacky. Um, Did you notice Bill's feet? No. They're massive. Are they? I don't know why. Have you seen them? No. They're ginormous. Must be the shoes he's wearing. They're huge. Proper clogs. Oh, he's gone. (sighs) And do you know at the end when Bill does that speech about like make love not war and grabs Friday's hand? Yeah. It's so funny. Whoa! I didn't expect that. Oh, it's grim. Um Now I could wrap it up with Act Three. Same a piece, and I can explain why I think Go on, it looks so shit. Go on, then. Act 3. The Doc sends out a distress signal to save the murdering Ice Warriors because they're goodies now, and the bitch thanks him for giving them a free pass. Oh. Oh. The Alpha Centauri answers and says a fleet will be sent. The Doc and friends make a signal for the fleet to see the surface for them to see on the surface of Mars. And it's called, says, reads, God save save the the queen. Queen. It all comes full circle. Uh, What was the beginning is is now now the the end. end. Alpha and Omega. Uh, I mean, they're not Time Lords, but... Alpha Centauri isn't it? It's just a saying, isn't it? Yeah. It's... War, war never changes. Oh well. Say Lavi, it's crap. It's proper dog shite. It says something when your favourite bit, yeah, is seeing Alpha Centauri. Now, I'll just read his last two sentences. Go on then. Nar uh, Doily comes back just in time, and the Doc and Bill go into the TARDIS. Missy's there, messing with. The dog sticks. Thin. Thin, thin. <laughs> Go on, who's this guy then? So Alpha Centauri yeah. is one of the delegates hmm. from the Monster of Peladon. Or the Curse of Peladon. Uh, no, the Monster of Peladon first, isn't it? Hmm. Uh, Pertwee story. Perfect. Also with the Ice Warriors. Hmm. Um, and it's just this annoying sort of penis in a coat. Oh. With an eye. The voice. 
it's the, the same. It's the same lady that did the original voice as well. I think she's like the oldest person surviving person no. of Doctor Who now. Let me have a look. She is... 10. 96. Oh, wow. Young, then. Yeah. I think once you're over 100, you're old, then. Fair. <laughs> so, yeah. Um... Shall we talk about the primitive space suit in the room? You know, the guy at the end who helps him out put that message there. God save the Queen. I quite like that steampunk sort of spacesuit thing. How the f... It Come makes on. no sense. No. But I quite like the design of it. Right. And then... Oh, he's gone. <laughs> What's the set design? Is there any? What's the coordination? You can't have steampunk costumes... Then traditional 1800 soldier uniform. Uh, Alright then. So, uh, High tech lasers. Little toy. They proper look like toys. The Ice Warriors yeah. look terrible. It just all clashes. It's like a 90s bedroom. It's awful. It's just... <sighs> I got nothing good to say about this. Because this is what has told me to stay away from Cabaldi's seasons. Don't know if I'll choose another one. It's They are terrible. The thing is, when I'm in a mood like this, yeah. I don't want to say anything because I probably don't mean it. Right. But... Oh. Go on, say what's in your heart. I can edit it out. It just isn't very good. No. Keep... Go on. It, it's crap. Keep, but just, it's, it's not crap, though. Open your heart. I can't. I it's just, a safe I, room. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's crap, but it's not... It isn't. I watched it. Yeah. And I didn't hate it. It's, it's, yeah, I know what you mean, but it's insultingly dull. Like, it's wasting your time. It it just doesn't do anything. No. Nothing happens. It doesn't even look good anymore. All It feels like the whole story is there just for them to put those rocks out on Mars. God, it's crap. Like, you compare Rosa to this. Yeah. Rosa's actually got an agenda... It's got decent acting. Looks <sighs> great. You just can't I just compare don't, I, And Rose oh. isn't even a great episode, but compared so this, to the... This is the, the... We're getting to the proper shit tip of Doctor Who. Now, this is why people left. I think it's crap. Well, the thing is, Mark Gatiss wrote this. Yeah. And I quite like Mark Gatiss as a writer. Now, I don't know. Yeah. And he's been there from, you know, from day... Day dot. Day dot of... Day dot. Um... Doctor Who. He did one of my favourite episodes of season one. Unquite Dead. Yeah, I like that one. I've always liked that one. It's cool, isn't it? So he's done Unquite Dead, Idiot's Lantern, Victory of the Daleks, uh, Night Terrors, Cold War, Crimson Horror. Yeah, he did Cold War. Crazy. Robert of Sherwood, Sleep No More, Empress of Mars. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, it's his last story. He's done some big finish ones as well, I think. I don't want anything to do with them. But I, I don't think this is all him. It's got to be everyone's fault. Uh, well, I don't know. It. The thing is, I would have always thought Matt Gatiss would be a good idea to be the showrunner. Right. If anything, you know, if he was ever offered it, because it tends to be, it goes to people who've done, you know, yeah. have had their hand in. 
in how it's been going. Yeah. But I can't say I'd, I'd agree with that decision based on what he's written. I always think his stories are great mm. in my head when I think, oh yeah, Mark Gates wrote some pretty good ones. No. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, out of all of those ones that he's written... This trumps it. Even if he did the best one ever, this would trump it because it's garbage. I, the reason I don't think it's all his fault is because it just seems that there's a huge lack of communication in every department because that set production design is crap. Um, cinematography is awful. Okay, it's not awful, awful, but it's... I mean, the cinematography in your episode, when was it filmed? 67? 68. Eight. Oh, my God. You've had 50 years, 50-odd years? I cannot believe how bad it looks. It's such a ch- it's such a shame because you know when you when you who brings back old monsters. Yeah. I know they've they've been brought back you know with Cold War. Mm. It's just you know it's do something with them. You know yeah. Use them better than just having them there. They're just there. They don't do anything. So we got Zygons and Ice Warriors. And anything else? Oh, the, well, the There's great intelligence to... has come back, hasn't it? In Jodie's, or no, it's come back. Uh, I don't know. It's it's back at some point. I can't remember. I think the well, I stopped watching, but I mean, I think halfway through one of the episodes, I watch. I was watching in season ten. It looked like what's that actor mon- that you like? Because he plays the great intelligence. Hang on, it looked like the monsters from the Fires of Pompeii, the Stone People. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I really I don't think. The actor who, who I really like. Yeah, who's the bloke that you really like? The posh bloke. Matt Smith? No. I can say I don't really like him, but he's good, though. I really like it's him. It's like you <laughs> like Joanna Lumley and that other oh, bloke. Oh, Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant. God. Because he guy. plays the great intelligence, doesn't he? Oh, he does. Um, yes, I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. Um, first appears in that like Christmas special, I think. Yeah, it's uh, Clara's first. The snowman. Yeah, it's Clara's first like proper run round with uh, Matt Smith. Yeah. Uh, God, I love Richie Grant. But <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to say. It's just such. It's disappointing. It makes my mouth numb. I feel like I have a mouthful of ulcers on that board. Mm. Oh my god, my jaw actually hurt uh. today. My tongue. Maybe that's why. How did the soldiers get back from Mars? Just leave them there. Must do. Must do. Oh my god, it's bad. So, would you like me to delve into why I think it looks? Crap. Awful. Go on then. Do you want me to give you a score and let you carry on? <laughs> Hang on, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it brief. Brief. <laughs> keep it brief. So, it looks cheap. Right. Yes. Season ten looks uh, more than other Capaldi episodes. Seasons looks cheap. Um. I think before Jodie, I think it peaked consistently in season five. Not see, peaked in season five. Peaked. Yeah, season six, seven. Right. Like the actual visual style of it. Oh, okay. And how cinematic it looks and. Yeah. Um, Main thing is consistency because you can look like garbage, but just make it consistent. If it's consistently shit, yeah, that's okay. Um, because at least you can get off with just saying, "Yeah, but we intended that." This isn't consistent. Oh, he's gone. 
the colors are plain in this episode specifically. They're uninspired. Yeah, they it's clash. Dull. Incredibly dull. Uh, and like I said about the lighting, it doesn't seem motivated. Do you know what I mean by that? It feels like the heart's not in it anymore. Yeah. It feels like... Well, I think, wasn't this... This is Stephen Moffat's extended season, isn't it? Where he was supposed to have left by now. Wow. So he's just sort of... You know, Chugging. Just getting through it's to where it needs to be. Nobody wants to be there, it seems like. And Bill's it, fresh oh. as well, so she's excited for it, and it's really, really sad Yeah, to I mean... It, oh. I'm making that up, but... Oh, it's just... Oh, it's just crap. Sorry. <laughs> um... And I get, you know, I've had a look at some of the reviews for this, and a lot of people have got good stuff to say about it. I'd love to not hear them. Uh, yeah, the motivated line is not there. Not there. It seems like they just put lights wherever they wanted to. Uh, found whatever was in their wardrobe, stick that on, it'll be fine. Um, and I think it completely just throws away with it looking good now. Yeah. And instead wants to focus on the act the performances of the actors support through mm. and we all know that ain't gonna happen well that ain't gonna happen and did David Tennant then did you hear that well well we didn't have a, we didn't have a break burp. we didn't have a break no I know do you wanna have a, no should we just get it done yeah okay um I would say that at least it's there's a nice contrast sometimes low-key lighting, you know, uh, kind of like your episode. You got harsh shadows on faces and stuff like that. Yeah. Was it done better in your... Yeah. A thousand times better. Yeah. And it's helped being in black and white. Uh, Noir always looks better in black and white. There's low-key lighting. Um, if you haven't seen um, Indiana Jones in black and white, do so. I've never seen Indiana Jones, but I have seen it in black and white. You've never seen Indiana Jones? No, I can't be asked that shit. But oh god, it's great. Um, oh god, it's great. great. <laughs> um, put it in black and white though. I've seen a little YouTube clip. Oh, tasty, tasty shit. Now, but mainly a lot, <laughs> a lot to do with film and cinematography is with lighting. The lighting seems prosaic. Mm. Let me throw that one at you. Nice word. Yeah. Nice word. It's uh, no particular like, subject or any agenda or anything like that. Uh, just is. It will be. It's lazy, is what I'm saying. <laughs> it will be. Um, so, Stuart Biddlecombe was a DOP. Right. And if you want to point the finger at anyone, easy guy. No. Easy guy. I think. I don't know. I don't know what happened on set. I'd like to think it wasn't him. Um, but he worked on Heaven Sent and Hellbent. Do you know those? Yeah. Do you? We have done... Oh, no, we haven't. No. Hellbent is the Gallifrey one, isn't it? Yeah, it's last... Shite. Heaven Sent isn't bad. Shite. It's not awful. Shine. It was different, and I'm clutching at straws to get anything different out of these series. Different. Um, but again, cinematography is just uninspired. Doesn't want to do anything with. Why wouldn't such a psychedelic like storyline like that, where it's repeating itself? Mm. All it does is cut it up and speed it up 
for about five minutes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know when he's repeating the cycle at the end? And I, I kind of know why. He just doesn't really want it. Like, your episode really went for it. Experimented. It's because it's good. Probably. <laughs> this guy just thought, I've done Casualty before. I've done <laughs> Called a Midwife. Uh, I th- feel finally that I don't think they use their best assets well. If at all. Hmm. Like, why have we got extreme wide shots of the set when... There's just nothing there, though. Exactly. Why do we have it if you know it's not going to look good? Oh, but it's in the storyboard. That's the bit. No, fuck that. It's going to look awful. If nobody says anything, it'll just keep happening. And no one does. Stephen, why are we doing this? Oh, I've got t- <laughs> Sorry, I was playing with my tight curls. Steve, he's gone home. Right, let's uh, wrap this up, then. Yeah. My, my thoughts on the cinematography anyway um, uninspired outdated uh, wrong genre and doesn't know how to best achieve what I'm trying to say doesn't have it just doesn't know what it's doing <laughs> with the things it just feels like it can't be asked it, it does, feels like it? it's like we've got a season and we've got to get it done now really yeah. haven't we Stephen's leaving at the end but just do what he says. Just keep your head down. Yeah. Keep your nose clean and get <laughs> nose clean. Um, you know, it's just it's dull, dull. It's just dull. One word sums up every aspect yeah. of this. Do, do you remember the music? Nope. No. I don't I remember it being quiet. Pardon? Pardon? <laughs> no. Don't remember anything. Red. Uh, red. Absolute red. This is, I think, one of the worst. One of the worst. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's one of the worst what that we've was? done. What was? Love of Monsters for me. No. Bollocks. No. Crap. At least it had some flavour. Oh, no. Some pizzazz. It did something. Dreadful actors. I'd rather hate it for something. Shitty story. No. Shitty monster. No. Oh, but it got the fans rival, though, oh, didn't it? Oh, God. Is it good? Is it not? No, it, no, it isn't. <laughs> it isn't good. Let's just leave it there. This is the worst one we've reviewed yet. Well, it doesn't matter what we think. Should we see what everybody else thinks? Get out of this hellhole. God. Send us your feedback. Send us your feedback. Send us your feedback. Send us your then shit myself really because I thought we weren't going to get any feedback in but wow the listeners have prevailed so let's start at the beginning because it is a very good place to start Mr. Day has sent us in some feedback he says I'm a genius alright alright but enough about me. The Ice Warriors... Ah, you did a joke before I did it. Uh, 
The Ice Warriors, with lots of S's, Stop. are back in two stories which perfectly encapsulate how different the show is now in comparison to 1968. That was the idea. That was the idea. I wish I wasn't born now. Wish I could live by them. Seeds is great. Yes. There are other Troutons I like more, but this is still good fun. This time, we're on 21st century Earth, where men wear their pants over their trousers and rocket ships are replaced by TMAT, a form of instantaneous travel which, of course, has gone wrong. Must be British technology. Like Leyland. Like the whisk. The TARDIS lands in the world's crappiest museum made of airfix models, the TARDIS's astral map from the web planet, and camera boom shadows. And not long before the team are caught up in more alien mecha... I can't even say that word now. Machinations? Machinations. I don't know what that is. What's machinations? Like gubbins. Like shit going on. Oh. Thanks, Mr. Day. You taught me something. Machinations. I can't. I can't say it. Machinations. Everybody knows what the word is. Machinations. Heading I'm... off to the moon in a creaky old rocket because the TARDIS apparently wouldn't make it. No. Good job the issue was sorted. Otherwise, Capaldi wouldn't have made it to Mars as e- easily as he did. Ha! <laughs> that is true. I, I. There are some fantastic model shots in this, and considering its age, the space effects aren't really much worse than the fancy CGI stuff in The Empress. True. This was aired not long before the famous moon landing, so quite topical, really. I liked the introductory scenes in the story, with the camera panning from the dark side of the moon across the view of the Earth. All of... All... Come on. All while backed by Dudley's jazzed-up vibes. The rocket and satellite model shots are well done, too. It's not only the model work that really shines. There's some excellent direction in this. When you compare it to Ron Jones's pedestrian efforts in the last couple of weeks, Michael Ferguson shines. From adventurous camera angles, shot high up in the solar power, solar power room, or through portals or various parts of the scenery, to the rocket countdown numbers projected over Gia Kelly's face, and the famous shots of the Ice Warrior walking over Hampstead Heath with the sun behind him slash her. This is a very polished-looking six-parter. Empress may look slicker, but when you think about it, the direction is very lacklustre. One thing I noticed about both these stories is how little the Doctor does in them. In Seeds, he travels to the moon, gets knocked out, travels back to Earth, finds a solution to the pod menace. Honestly, rain? On a planet that's 70% water. I think the Ice Warriors need to think of a better scheme. Then it's back in, back into the TARDIS in time for tea. The majority of the action and plot are carried by Gia, Fusham, and to a degree, Jamie and Zoe. In Empress, Capaldi might as, not, might as well not be there. He does nothing. However, one what? thing... Go on. What was that? Is that the chair? Yeah. Um, he does do something. What does he do? He shoots the laser at the end. Oh, no, he threatens to shoot the laser. He threatens. There <laughs> However, one thing the second Doctor does do in this story, and I don't think that, eh, and I don't think that I've ever seen it picked up upon, is kill. 
Oh, we I brought this up you last did, time. You did, Troughton's a murderer. When he travels back to Moonbase in episode six, he zaps Ice Warrior Gads without a moment's hesitation. Yeah. A few minutes later, he forces another Ice Warrior's sonic weapon onto Slan, knocking him off as well. So much for the begin comical Doctor. Yeah. Ben- sorry. So much for the benign... benign. Begin. So much for the benign comical Doctor. Uh- it's a, it's good to have the Ice Warriors back, and this time they get a reasonable story. They look great in black and white, and their costumes and makeup are spot on. Slar's lizardy skin and pointy teeth suggest something very grim underneath that helmet. Whee! We're also introduced to the Grand Marshal, who sports some very fetching disco headwear. Uh, is that my story? That's my story. Uh, uh, as always... Yes, agree. To Mr. Day? Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I agree 100%. I honestly, I when I first saw Trout, it's like, he's a good kid. But when you start to get, you know, get to know him, you start seeing Evil. signs. Honestly, he's heartless, isn't he? Well, yeah, sort of. Still great, though. <laughs> he's probably killed more people than the villains themselves. That's a fact, actually. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Are we going to do anything about this guy who's kidnapping people and leave it? Just leave it. He... Oh, he'll come round. <laughs> he'll be all right. It's often said that old who is a pile of sexist tosh, which at times may be true. Not here, though. In this future, the women are tough, intelligent and in charge. Both Gaia and Zoe run rings around the men, who are either lecherous old sacks like Osgood and Radnor. Sacks. Is that my Osgood or your Osgood? My Osgood. You never know. Or a bit dim-witted and weak, like Jamie and Fusham. Fusham? Fusham. Fusham. The nice thing is none of this is laid on with a towel. Yeah. And old Rusty Davis did stuff like this as well. Doesn't lay it on thick. Old Russ. Old Russ. <laughs> it's a part of the story, part of the characters, leave it at that. You'll figure it out at home. It'll be fine. You're smart enough. Yeah. Fucking hell. Um, Gaia is tough. Zoe is super intelligent. That's their characters. There's no need to draw a bloody diet. I didn't read that before I said. Mr. Day. He's get, on the ball. Get him down. He's here. on the ball. In Empress. Gatus. Gatus. Dusts. <laughs> Dusts off his. Off. Observe his book of PC tropes and gives us middle class versus working class soldiers, mixed race relationships, and feminism. All delivered with the subtly. With. <laughs> All delivered with the subtlety of a Vindaloo fart. Oh, Mr. Day. You have a way with words. None of this is essential to the story at all. Give me Brian Hales writing any day. Saying that, both these stories have paper-thin characters, although Fushum is interesting. He's the only one who goes through some kind of journey. Starting off as a terrified coward before developing as a, at last as fuck. He's the only one who goes through some kind of journey, starting off as a terrified coward before developing a last-minute burst of bravery. You know, Fushum, mm. what a hero. 
He's a good lad, isn't he, at the end? He died for his country as well. Oh, bless him. Uh, oh. Oh. oh, doing sal. <laughs> doing sal. Oh, too many Bellino. You're tired. Terry Scully is wonderful in the part and totally sells it, just as well because the rest of the Moon Base crew are mere cannon fodder. My Who timeline is as messed up as a Moffat script, but is this Moon Base the same one as in uh, the Moon Base? Anyway, good character. You said that as well. I did, didn't I? Have you read this? No, I I think the same Mm. every week with you. Have you read this? Yeah. We did have this conversation, didn't we, Rudy? Yeah, it's every week now. Yeah. Has Mr. Day got access to our Google Docs? Might do. The password is... (laughs) (laughs) Harry Luke 123. (laughs) See if anybody tries it. Go on. I want to see if anyone tries it. I want to go on there tomorrow and find it all deleted. Fuck. Everything removed. Yeah, well. What are you going to do? Go on, then. All right, then. Uh, I'll give Empress its dues. It look No, it doesn't. No, finally something I don't agree with. Mr. Day, it does not look impressive. I'm sorry. I'm not going to disagree with him like that. I'll give Empress it. Wait till you deflate. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give Empress its dues. It looks impressive. From the steampunk spacesuits, the soldiers wear to the cave system. Caves Underworld would kill for. Mm. Uh, To the look of the Ice Warriors themselves. Uh, Finally something we don't agree with, Mr. Day. I think the ice warriors look crap. I think in, in, um, I think the actual story looks crap in itself <laughs> and lazy. I'm just really happy to not agree with something. Uh, yeah, because it seems as if he doesn't yeah. really exist. We just write <laughs> out feedback. This guy this, is amazing. Yeah. That he is real, Mister Day. He is real. Uh, At least this time. <laughs> Third line. Halfway through. At, l- At? At least this time they don't strip off, eh? The Ice Warriors don't. Oh, like in Cold War? Oh. No, I like Cold War. Oh, I've never been keen on this idea that their shells are armour. 100%. Another plus is that finally someone has found the volume knob on Murray Gold's emotional. Was he there? It was, was Murray quiet, there? Wasn't it? He wasn't there. Like he said, it's just coming to the end now. No one gives a shit. Murray, you coming into. I reckon he'd had his P45. Like. Yeah. He just so. bought his Audi. Uh, <laughs> keep going. No, no, not today. No. At least someone finally has found the volume knob on Murray Gold's emotional signposting overload orchestra. What a great name for a band. Mm, or the MGESOO. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm... Uh, Magesso. I'm, I'm first violin in the M-G-E-S-O-O. <laughs> oh. Oh. The music and sound effects in this era... In this ear? The music and sound effects in this are surprisingly tasteful and effective. It won't last. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure about the Ice Warriors' new weapon. Crap. Yeah, awful. 
that effect is good. It looks like a bonus weapon you get in a game. Oh, it's awful. It's, like, it's funny for the first Just few minutes. Just do so. the way, do it the way it used to be done. It, all the legwork has been done for you. Oh, but let me write that down. <laughs> My tight. Someone cows. said that at some point. Yeah, like a gun that like scrunches you up like a little paper ball. Ooh, I, I'd like to see that. <laughs> <laughs> let me. Let me write. <laughs> I can't let do. me write that down. Aye, aye. That effect is going to look really feeble in a few years. It already does. <laughs> nice idea, crap execution. Like the Doctor, Bill doesn't get much to do in Empress. Gatus gives her some awkward feminist lines, but truth be told, Gaia, Kelly, and probably even Zoe would eat her for. Br- for breakfast. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure it means in her sort of... <laughs> like, I could handle her. Yes. Rather than... I won't say anything else. I really don't buy lines like, Oi, Queenie, let's talk. Awful. <laughs> Awful. And what is the constant obsession with film references? Oh, the Frozen. I can't, uh, do, I can't do Scottish. I, I guess. Your Cockney sounds Australian. The supporting cast do their thing well enough. As soon as God's sake was exposed as a deserter, I knew a redemption ending was just around the corner. Anthony Calf was the best of the human cast. Is that the villain? Uh, Anthony Calf was in um, The Visitation. Uh, was he? I don't know. I think so. It's just a shame he isn't given the same amount of time to stretch the character. Oh, God. <laughs> this has been <laughs> sick of it. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, it's just a shame he isn't given the same amount of time to stretch the character like Terry Scully gets in Seeds. I thought Sir Merrin Trant would have had more to do, but no. How the hell was he planning on getting back to Earth after stealing the gold from Iraq's predator cold I don't give a shit. Tomb, anyway. Some nice little touches. The Pauline Collins painting of Queen Victoria and the return of Alpha Centauri, whose appearance caused fandom to collectively shoot its load. (laughs) But none of this could really... Why did you laugh at his jokes and not mine? Because it's it's unexpected. Because I know we're childish. Right. And it's nice to know that somebody shares a bit of that humour. Right. I appreciate it. Shoot, it's loud. But none of this could really help raise the story above the mediocre. It wasn't awful, but give me seeds. Any day. I hate it. Hate it. That's uh, my biggest gripe with yours. And mine. And just the Ice Warriors in general. Not only did sponsors with no agenda, I hate when they speak. I've just read on the little bit at the end. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that now. Go on. And just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, Mary Bloody Poppins turned up in the TARDIS at the end. God, I hate her. Oh. I hate Missy. Sorry to anybody who likes her. I can't stand her. It's all right, Harold. I forgive you. And, oh well, at least New Who hasn't destroyed the Ice Warriors. Yet. I'd say they destroyed themselves. I mean, they were crap <laughs> to begin with. This is just a crap story with them in. Uh, Nardoyle, Quarks, destroy! <laughs> Yeah. I'm yeah. Fuck, I hate Nardole. 
I hate Missy. Oh, it's such a shame. No, it's not. They did this themselves. Oh. And Capaldi knows it. This is not what he signed up for. This isn't no. Doctor Who. It's crap. So he's at a massive peak. That's that clipped. Oh, well, thanks God. for that, Mr. Day. Let's move on. Next up, we got Mark Cockrum. Oh, I tell you what. What? Let's see if he's going to lie in this one. Okay. Is Mark Cockrum telling the truth? So, Mark Cockrum has this to say. Seeds of Death is a great story. The second Doctor, Jamie and Zoe, are one of my favourite TARDIS teams. Good answer. If you like murderers, I'd yes. say he's telling the truth for that bit. Truth. Terry Scully <laughs> as Fusion is a real standout amongst the guest cast. He really sells the anxiety of his situation. The costumes that the team at controllers have to wear is not very flattering. It looks like they're wearing massive pants. Oh, and Miss Kelly is rather lovely. Wow. I think he's telling the truth. She oh. looks like she's got party hats. <laughs> <laughs> party hats on there. I honestly don't remember much about Empress of Mars, apart from a rather fun new take on the effect when the Ice Warriors use their sonic disruptors. Distru- dis- Disrupt- yes. I do remember being pleasantly surprised when Alpha Centauri, a.k.a. Giant Cock in a Shower Curtain... <laughs> People are picking up our humour. Yeah. I like this. Showed they feel up at more the end. comfortable. They do. They do. I like that. If I want to say cock, I'll say cock. If I want to say shoot a load, spunk, cone tits, throbbing shafts. Um, I agree with Mark there. I love Mark. I once took part in a world record-breaking live webcast. It went on for 41 consecutive no. hours. No. Am I telling the truth or am I a Billy Bullshitter? Well, let. Wh- Is Mark Cockrum telling the truth? Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, no, that's bullshit. Oh, see, I don't know now. No, because if you were going to shove that in at the end, you know, once I did a 41 hour. Web, what is it? Webcast. Right, first of all, stream, live stream, webcast. Oh, you're picking up his... Yeah. Uh... Also, if you if it's a feat doing 41 consecutive hours, you'd say, why? Oh, I did it for charity. I did it for uh, uh, <laughs> bipolar polar bears. Bipolar polar bears. Oh, I love polar bears. Uh. But you definitely say what charity is for. Want to support that charity. And, it- I mean... Forty-one it, hours for a chariot. You're do you a know what? Cool guy. I've said bullshit, but I, I'm starting to doubt my thoughts. No, now. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a list of why I think he's a bullshitter. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we got those two, and what are you streaming? Mm. What are you streaming, Mark? What have you got to stream? Ooh. We need more. In fact, yeah, we. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll try and find some. Let's chuck we some need more the, in. We definitely need a gunshot sound. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Lord Doyle? <laughs> Fuck off. Right. Oh, well. Thanks for that, Mark. Uh, everybody should go and Wait, listen to Wait, so that. you're going to go for... I think he's telling the truth. I'm going to go for Billy Bullshitter. 
It's like would I lie to you, isn't it? Please tell us, Mark. Yeah, please. T- yeah. If you just don't, please send that's us. Really please, please send us a voice note so we can check if it works. Telling us if no, you're Billy bullshitting. No, don't lay that on Mark. I'm laying it on him. No, if you don't I feel comfortable, Mark, it. don't do it. Don't oh, waste your Mark time. Mark sent me an album the other day. It was great. I'll send it to you. I say the other day. I don't want second night. hands. Third, it'll be. When can I get presents? Well, no, he didn't post it. Right. He, like, forwarded it to me. Right. Check this out. Oh, you put it on Twitter, didn't you? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Put it on Twitter. Anyway. Right. Thanks for that, Mark. Jack Waddle. Uh, but, uh, whoa. What? Hold out. Whoa. What? Everybody should go and listen to Mark's podcast. What is it? All of Time and Space with Ian. And the Nerdology podcast that he does as well. Wow. They're both great. I'll give that a listen. Give it a li- Honestly, give it a go. Please. I will. I like hearing better podcasts. Oh, and vote for them in the um, the thingamajiggy. What thingamajiggy? The British Podcast Awards. Are Don't, we in it? Well, we can be if anybody voted for us, but they won't. Yeah, but, they won't. So just vote for him. I voted for them. Right. I don't know what else to vote for. Oh, um, that's taking it away from Mark a bit, isn't it? It was a, it was an easy choice. He said he put it on Twitter. Please vote for us. So I just did it. Oh, like a fucking sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Go and jump off that cliff, Harry. Okay. Yeah. See, see that threshing machine. Go and put your hand in it. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, boss. Okay. <laughs> Go and lie on that train track. Got it. Okay. I'll do it for you now, boss. Anyway, thanks, Mark. Jeff. On to Jeff Waddle. Jeff. Jeff. Is Jeff Waddle? No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Seed to death. No, is this it... is, you just spoke out marks. Read out marks. Yeah. I'm doing Jeff. Oh, go on then. Seeds of death is a decent enough second story, <laughs> but it doesn't feel like an ice warrior plan, and they could easily have used another alien race. I said that. Congratulations. Like most six-parters of that era, could easily knock off two eps episodes, and it would be better. Oh, look, it's the BBC phone party again. Right. Yeah, Fury from the deep. Steve. Could Steve. you just turn it off? <laughs> Steve, get out. We need we you. We paid for it now, though. Steve speaks like that now. Oh, Stephen Moffat? Yeah. Oh, right. Was he working on Seeds of Death back then? Are they still having phone parties? I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I, brought my st- I, br- <laughs> I brought my phone machine from the Laird's <laughs> secret passage. <laughs> Did you? Brought it to the mainland. <laughs> Would you like to feel my tight curls? <laughs> no, thank you, Steve. We've got work to do. Come on, Stephen. You're supposed to be writing fucking stories. You need to get this all sorted for Chibbers. Aye. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> oh, Steve. Empress is probably the best story from Gatus. The Ice Warriors have never looked better. None of this coming out their shell nonsense and the whole thing works. Even the, sh- the sleep no more phrase is a bit overused. Do you think it's up to fans? Qu- I don't know. A question mark. And a lovely cameo at the end. Uh, no. Well, What's well, all this about? Whoa, 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 whoa. They look like crap. We think they look like crap. Which is true. Jeff doesn't. Right. Jeff is entitled to think that way. Has he seen it? I would have thought no. But... <laughs> But no, you know, I'm glad somebody likes it though. Somebody's got it, haven't they? I mean, no one. And if Jeff's going to take that one for the team, 
Yeah. I'm I'm right behind him. Yeah, to be Ten fair. Ten foot. If but... if someone if 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 uh what's his name? Gatus came out and said, Does anyone want to come see the set of it? I push Jeff to the front. Yeah. He does. Jeff, <laughs> yeah, Jeff will be the one. <laughs> <laughs> get Jeff and a little who can convince you t-shirt uh, push him to the front cross Mac, up at the bottom like a corpse wants, come on <laughs> but thanks for that Jeff thanks Jeff and last up we have Keith Say in the most concise bit of feedback we've ever received he says shall I do it the way it's written like yeah I'm just excellent with sisses yeah I just I just put my ears in. That's one thing that annoyed me as well, well, is that the Ice Warriors in your one don't do the sissing. Thank fuck. Majesty did that as well. Oh my God. I wouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> ah, well. I wouldn't be here. Um, Hang on. We have one more bit of feedback. And it's from Suki Kark. And this is on Harold's episode. Seeds of Death. One of my first two VHS stories that I bought... Love this black and white story so much that my family threatened to throw the tape away as I preferred to watch this instead of my other VHS, Death to the Daleks. Great story, fantastic TARDIS team, nostalgia value, priceless. Oh, thank you very much for that bit of feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. But thanks for all that feedback, everybody. Thanks, guys. It was a good good feedback, Sesters. Still haven't received any audio feedback. But I'm sure it will happen at some point. Thing is, they must. It's like uh, homework in class. You know, it's it's 5-2 and she still hasn't said anything about homework. Yeah. We're going to get away scot-free for the weekend. It's and coming. homework? Oh, shit. Everyone... Box! Yeah, everyone run out. That bell's for me, not you. Sit down. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the pencil cases away. Did you just shit? You ever shit yourself at school? <laughs> have you ever shit yourself at school? No, I don't think so. Bollocks. No, I don't think I have. That face. No. Last time I did it was probably like year two. I genuinely don't think I've ever shit myself in school. It's quarter past twelve and the kids are screaming next door. <laughs> What's happening? It's been a rough day, isn't it? It's been a rough day. Horrendous. Right. right. I think all that is left is for us to say which stories we're doing next time. Ooh. You go first. You tell me. All right words. then. I have chosen a story from season fifteen. So we're talking. Um, Who do you reckon? Tom Baker. Correct. Oh, yeah. Season 15, Serial 1. Horror of Fang Rock. I've heard of this. The Doctor and Leela arrive at a lighthouse on the island of Fang Rock off the south coast of England. A place of rumour and tales of beasts from the sea. In the minutes before their arrival, a strange light fell from the sky, which was followed by an unnatural glow in the ocean. A fat fog oh God, appeared out of nowhere. A fat fog? The, no, a, what did th- you say? a thick fog. Oh, I said a fat fog <laughs> appeared in the ocean. <laughs> Let me try it again. A thick fog. <laughs> he sounds like a fat fog. Let me try it one more time. I'm going to get through. 
A thick fog has appeared out of nowhere. The lighthouse power flow has become strangely erratic. And one of the keepers is dead. Has the fabled beast of Fangrot returned? I'm really sorry if you're Scottish. Yeah, it's not even set in Scotland. Where's it? South Coast? I don't know. Like, it's annoying when people do a Welsh accent, but it does sound like yeah. from India, so... So I'll try it again in, like, Cornish. Yeah. The Doctor and Leela arrive in a lighthouse <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, island yeah, of like... Fangrock of the co- south coast of England. A place of rumour and tales of the beast from their sea. A thick... A thick fog! <laughs> yeah, you get it. It's the horror of Fangrock. It's fucking amazing. Green. Mm. Let's go... <laughs> Alright then, episode 22 next time. Go on, what are you picking? Other than your schnoz. <laughs> you, you need to go to bed. Tired now. Uh, been a tough one this, I thought right. it would have been better. Uh, sorry everybody. So, pick your story. Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Wow! <laughs> 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 Oh, good This God. is season 12, <laughs> episode 4, 1903. Who or what is sabotaging Nikola Tesla's generator plant at Niagara Falls? Let's go. I'm excited. Yay. Now I know a bit about Nikola. What date did you say it was? 1903. 1902, mine is. Isn't that weird? so yeah that's exciting so the horror of fang rock and nikola tesla's night of not tesla tesla no it's not it's not the car i didn't say the car you're saying like z z tesla tesla you said tesla then tesla tesla you don't know what you're saying now you need to go to bed. <laughs> so the horror of Fang Rock and, and Nikola the, the Tesla. Te- Tesla's night, night of, of terror. 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 <laughs> yeah, we need to go to sleep now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a... Gr- no, it's been a pleasure. It was a shit one. You reckon? Yeah, it'd be dire. No, it'd be alright. Very... Um, Formal this one until the end. Yeah, but thanks for everybody who left <laughs> us a review and written in some feedback. It uh, it really does help break up the monotony. Um, any thoughts if Jody is leaving? Who you'd like to replace her? Just to leave him with that. Oh me? Yeah. Just axe it now. That's not what I asked. I'm if you had to get an actor. Pleased. If, if if you had to get an actor to replace Jody, who would it be? If if Doctor Who wasn't to get axed, which I think, just do a reboot or something, start again. Um, I don't know. Well, I want to know who you think, and then leave the listeners to think. Everyone about it. does, but I won't say. I, 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 uh, I, I don't know. Really? Yeah. Oh well. What would be you? Uh, Mark Lewis Jones. No idea. Alright, bye. Bye then. You can send us your feedback and comments by contacting us on Twitter at Who Can Convince 
or send us an email to whocanconvinceyou at gmail.com. You can also send us some audio feedback, either as an attachment in an email, or you can visit speakpipe.com forward slash whocanconvinceyou. Be sure to leave us a rating and a review in your podcast platform to help people find us. I've noticed I've been tapping this for a while. That's now. really <laughs> annoying. Please stop it. Um. So yeah. Is that a stamper? <laughs> <laughs>